You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel that's uh, made with premium materials, technology, designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse, let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish looking guy. But his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it.
Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here, Never Not Funny with our guest Steve Byrne right around the corner. But first, I want to tell you about a brand new podcast on Earwolf, Best Friends with Nicole Byer and Zashir Zameda. You probably know Nicole from her podcast appearances or maybe from Nailed It, which of course we talk about quite a bit here on uh, Never Not Funny because we love it. And of course, you know uh, Sashir from Saturday Night Live. Now, they got a brand new podcast. It's about best friendships. Simple as that. Nicole and Sashir chat with each other and other best friends and answer friendship questions from listeners. Everybody has a best friend. And if you don't have one, you can still have this podcast. Find best friends in your podcast app now and subscribe so you do not miss an episode. And now, do not miss the beginning of Never Not Funny, and that happens in three, two, and. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. He's here, everybody. The great announcer is here. Don't eat my soup. What, are you talking spoony shears? We're talking about prostitution. Shut up, Elliot. I'm murdering. Know yourself. I'm the Tom Hanks of podcasting. I'm here now. Jimmy's here. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, indeed. Yes, welcome into the program, episode 24. I'm just going to take a guess here. 18? Yeah, you nailed it. Hey! Ding, 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 ding. Look at that. That just, once again, proves how little research I do on my own program that I don't even ask prior. And even sometimes when I do ask, I don't remember even when we get as far as this. I mean, I can't think of anything less important, honestly. Like, what does it matter if you know what number the episode is hey, when we start? I don't, you know what? I don't think it matters in any way, shape, or form, but uh, uh, it seems to be the uh, uh, how people label their, uh, their shows mm-hmm. by, by episode number. Everyone listening has a chance to look at their device and see what's, what's what. I'm, I'm 100%. I'm with you. Hold on. What, what is it? Our is that, guest is here. Is that uh, is that it's Garen Cockrell returning? It's Garen. We sent Garen for some water. That was a quick trip for Garen. That's the, that may be the quickest that guy's ever moved in his life. That's a good point. He looks like he got some sun over the weekend. Uh, let, let's uh, okay. let's talk to him about that sun. Sun's out, guns out. I know that. Yeah, got real warm, didn't it? It did. It's beautiful. Beautiful outside. I, I can only hope that you guys are at home are enjoying your weather as well. Uh, no, he doesn't have any sun. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, now a little red. You got a little, a little red in the red face. around the ear and neck. And the arms. Yeah, were you out in the? Uh, Garen, there was talk of you having some sun over the weekend. Were you out? Uh, out out of doors? Those could just Absolutely. go anywhere else. We don't need. We're not going to eat them now, Garen. <laughs> well, it was very kind. He delivered them to us, uh, Garen. So the question is, did you get any? Were you out of? Were you in the out of doors over the weekend? I as fast around. as the trip oh was, this it, is it, the slowest sorry, sit down. Sorry, well, I had to get my phone off for the timer that I forgot to start. You're also allowed to speak without a microphone in front of your face. You're you're in the room. <laughs> well, then I'll yell, get on the amplification system. Well, if you're near it and I know that you're heading towards it, I'm not going to yell at you. I could have also described that one. Yeah. That would have helped. Mm, in fact, I thought true. that's what you were doing when you uh, picked it up to move it so you could put the water down. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to put the water in the cord. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, I wandered around Burbank a little bit this weekend, so maybe that's What'd you do? Wandered around Burbank before Wandered we around started. Burbank. Yeah, that probably was mm-hmm. what happened. Anyway, he looks like he has a little color in his face. Looks mm-hmm. alive. Mm-hmm. Right? The feel. Okay. I don't feel that way, but thanks. Why don't you feel alive? I may have been up a little bit too late last night. Oh, boy. Well, that's going to happen from time to time. Certainly stressing out on a Sunday, right? Yeah. Getting watching re- Dr. Ruth. 
Uh, you all, you watched that documentary? Oh, damn it, I still I haven't did. watched it. And did you enjoy it, uh, Garen? I did. She's very. I, I remember her from when I was a kid. I mean, she was always sort of forbidden, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and was something like, "What? What's that?" I don't. You know what I mean? She's fascinating. Yeah, she's, she's fascinating. charming yeah. and just a ball of joy and energy. And yeah, it's 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 sad. It is sad. It's yeah, got it's got everything. It's it's yeah. it's uh, if my friend Steve Hollander, stage manager over there at Conan, who's also the stage manager of uh, Jimmy Parnity's jokes and my Comedy Central ill-fated pilot, I blame Steve. <laughs> um, he texted me and said, "Thank you for the wreck on the uh, Doctor Ruth. We, uh, nice. we here at the house really enjoyed it." So uh, all right, go ahead. I watched the doc. Doc. I watched the doc. Doc. You know what? If I, if I may, because we have a lot of documentary themes now. Yeah. It almost seems like that one should be, uh, somebody should uh, rejigger it. And uh, for every time I go to the doctor, I saw a doc. <laughs> oh, doc. wow. That's <laughs> right? interesting. That should be I, a... Or I saw yeah. the doc, maybe. What's that? I saw the doc. I went to the doc. I went to the doctor. You just you have all this icing built up that you didn't use before that you really wanted to, so you're kind of putting it all. No, on no, the spot. It, it applies to this one. I'm not saying it doesn't Why apply. Would, there's no reason to tweak. It, we get it. The whoever's gonna do whoever I made that one. I saw a doc. Maybe I saw Sweet Sweet Sugarman. Maybe I saw. But I just feel like there uh, might be some at, confusion. At the, there, there's not, it, it, that, the point is to be uh, vague about it because we don't know what doc I saw, went to. Yeah, but you always you don't say I went to a doctor. You say I went to the doctor. Whereas I watched a documentary. I didn't watch the documentary. That's that was my only point. See, I didn't I, I I had a different issue than you did, Jimmy, it turns out. I just thought we don't need to we don't need to workshop this like down to the minute detail at the moment. Whoever made that one Whatever artist we say, Hey, can you make one that's about well, Jimmy going to the doctor? Let them let them do it. Give, give them the control. Sure. That's I hundred percent agree. That's good management. Now that said, you pedantic fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I saw uh, or I saw the either one works, but uh. the the fact that I wasn't even done with my sentence yet and you felt the need to correct correct me to correct me in my own dojo i i didn't feel like i was in my you. own dojo i didn't intend it as a correction jimmy he took your black belt off put it on himself <laughs> yes oh, oh you're gonna pile you're gonna pile on the student, All right. the student has not <laughs> become the, the teacher here elliot you listen you've got a, a lot of positive qualities and i will say that uh, Thank and, you. and palms will soon learn that themselves sure unless there's some sort of a recount that you've lost and we don't know that but uh there, there won't uh, be a recount. It's fine. when it comes to comedy and creative i will beg of you to please stand down <laughs> <laughs> wow stand down sir politics you seem to know a lot about you seem to know uh quite frankly a lot more about it you're, you're almost like my mother-in-law where you seem to know a lot about everything mm. but uh and, and I don't even I don't mean that in the pejorative of Jack of all trades, master of none. You seem to know a lot about things and and are very and are well versed. But I beg of you, sir, <laughs> when it comes to comedy and what was the other word I used? Content. 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 Which is, and, cre- and the creative. Yeah, sure. I beg of you to stand out. Which is basically everything we do here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He is. He is the guy that we should be going to, like in the old days, where we needed an expert opinion on something. Yeah. That's when he chimes it, but not these days. He uh, Lucy Goosey with the lips, mm-hmm. and they, of course, we learned this. They sink ships. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And there's this. And ship. you're sinking this fucking Titanic. <laughs> this thing is the best built podcast ship on the fucking ocean, mm. and you're doing your best to steer us toward the berg. <laughs> he is I, the berg. 
The Hulkberg. <laughs> All right. Wow. I got I, I to gotta give you that. I got to Oh, do you? Yeah. You got to give it. You know what? Turn that, his microphone. That, that was your I'm, first test and you I, failed it. Right. You were supposed to not get involved in comedy you and just, content. You just laughed. That's all you. <laughs> he unplugged his own microphone. I think he's legitimately angry. <laughs> By the way, the free listener doesn't know that he uh, that he won the election. So, oh, that's true. We talked about that on the. Uh... So we won the election, guys. <laughs> Wait, no, is, is that is, is 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 that official yet? Do we get the official? He just said that he's. There's not going to be a recount. There you, won't... Don't, you don't need to replug it in. <laughs> yeah, but we. But the, still, they needed to. Uh, it, it certify it. As far as I know, it's still unofficial. But I have been told that nobody made it. There, you, there would be a posting saying that somebody contested it. Okay, nobody. nobody's going to contest it. If they did, you know, no. the, the, I'm going to do an overused phrase. Get a life. Yeah, the the, the presidential election was eighty twenty, and the, the person who lost. Uh, as I understand it, called and conceded. There was a concession call (laughs) for the Palms Business Business. Neighborhood Council. For the Palms Neighborhood Council president, yes. I was made aware that that happened. I wonder if that's... uh that sounds like it wouldn't be necessary or standard for this size election. That, oh, do you? <laughs> but that's but a, I don't know. What, what, I, what I mean, do it was, I know it was very nice. I was going to say it sounds classy, quite frankly. I, yeah. I think that uh, one has to uh, uh, tip their hat to Mr. Brown. Sure. Uh, Leroy? No, no, no. He's dead, and you know that. My apologies. That's a sore subject. I don't know if you heard about it. You know, Jimmy was friends with him. I was friends with him. I talk about it, I believe, on Sprezzatura. Or is it Pompous Clown? Which one do I talk about him on? I think it's Sprezzatura. Sprezzatura. Hmm. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's one of the last tracks. Or at least it's in there somewhere. Um, anyway, we're talking about documentaries. And mm-hmm. you, you, Garen saw one. So that's, like, <laughs> that's there. And I, I suggested, because we have too many uh, yes. doc mm-hmm. talk ones, that maybe uh, this person, because I do go to the doctor often. Mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. In fact, Elliot, Elliot also goes to the doctor quite a bit these days. Yeah. I wonder if you stacked them up. Have, have In the last six months... Has there been more instances of you going to the doctor and mentioning it on the show or one of us saying we saw a doc? I think maybe documentary still wins out. I don't know, but because of my arm, I mean, there's been a lot. Not only is it, you know, Sweet sweet Sugarman is the throat and and ENT stuff. Mm. And uh, I I would say, I would argue I go to him quite a bit. You do. Uh, You don't always mention it necessarily. I do not, but I do. The arm has been mentioned quite. In fact, I went to... uh, I did uh, some cupping over the weekend. I oh. uh, went to the acupuncturist mm-hmm. where she did uh, the, the needles and the cupping. And and that was, by the way, that was uh, my neurologist suggestion when the, her, when the dry needling made me pass out, mm-hmm. she suggested, I think you should try cupping because I think that'll be, it'll get the, the same results. Uh, and that's, of course, when the acupuncturist just cradles your testicles in their hand. No, no it, it's similar to that, Matt, because she does that after the fact. Uh, but uh, she walks over with a baseball bat and whacks you in the balls as if you're wearing your cup. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, afterwards. And then afterwards, she has to uh, because hold them. Why would you be wearing a cup? Right. Well, you know why? Uh, Hank McGill was a great comic. He's since passed away out of Indianapolis, who used to talk about how he walks around with a cup in his everyday life because you never know what's going to happen. And then he would take the microphone and whack it on his balls and he nice. had the cup on. That's funny. And uh, he was a funny guy. And again, passed away way too soon. Uh, Hank McGill. Um, funny guy. But my point is this. Yeah. The cupping uh, seems to have really worked. Oh, great. It oh. feels... Uh, uh, I think the arm, everything with the with the rotator cuff and the labor, maybe I said this last week, is... Um, Everything that we've done, you know, uh, Dr. Yoon mm-hmm. and his uh, great stuff of the the marrow and the plasma uh, combined with the physical therapy, that's all great. My arm is very strong mm-hmm. and uh, and only getting stronger. It's still the pinched nerve that is, is causing the pain, mm-hmm. but the cupping seems to have uh, alleviated yeah. that at least right. for since Saturday. So we're three days in. Nice. 
So, uh, yeah. So, uh, fantastic. Let's get a song going. It's my point. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Doctor, doctor, please. Maybe by UFO. Go. <laughs> uh, so, cupping, you didn't actually describe it. Is that the thing where they put a glass thing on your back yeah. and heat it up? Yes, thank you for. Uh, uh. And then they suction. They do. Yeah. And then they. Uh, just yeah. to get the blood flowing. Okay. And um, and then your back looks like uh, some sort of. It looks bananas. I wonder if I still alien. have. Do I still have. Uh, oh, boy. This uh, is going to be. Is there still anything there? No, not oh. that I can see. Well, there's a circle, I think. Is it, is it below your shoulder blade? Yeah, yeah. But oh. there, there would have been like eight of them. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I saw there's one. There's nothing on the lower back. Uh, no, because they, they did not put any there. Okay, well, I couldn't see the upper back because of your shirt and microphone. Does this help you at all? Is it <laughs> uh, I, don't, I still don't see any markings. Um, all right, but the point is, there's. Uh, yeah. it was bad on Saturday when mm-hmm. you could see it, and, and uh, you could see those... Um, Rings, the rings mm. of fire, I call them. Never call them that. Uh, now, Matt Belknap, I have a very serious question for you. Yeah. This is based on a Facebook post by your wife. Mm-hmm. It appears that you and the family went down to enjoy Star Wars. Oh. What, Galaxy Land, is Galaxy's that what it's called? Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Yes, we did. And uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And, okay. then, and, then, and then I want details. All right. It appears that you stayed overnight the night before. Yes. Because you get some sort of a benefit by doing that. That was the first way to get a reservation. You, mm-hmm. They they said that if you if you make a reservation at a Disneyland hotel, then you automatically get a reservation for Galaxy's Edge. And then uh, a, a little while after that, this was like a month ago or two, then they opened up the reservations to anybody who went on the website. But as we suspected would happen, those reservations were gone in twenty minutes. Okay, so we before they even released those, we just reserved a hotel room and did did it that way because that's fun anyway it's fun to go down there we we went down uh you know at lunchtime on friday and swam in the pool and sat by the pool and just we kind of had a nice little mini vacation mm-hmm. uh and so that was really nice and then sun, uh, saturday morning uh you know woke up at the crack of dawn to uh, to get in there what time did they open it up for you guys that they well it our reservation was from 8 a.m to noon which is the first block uh, but if you're staying at the hotel, you get the early bird, which means the park opens at seven for any, the rest of the park opens at seven for the rest for anyone at the hotel. But they open the gates at six so you can go in and get your wristband to get into Star Wars. So basically it was like we had to, get, you know, we didn't get in there at six, but we 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 left our hotel at six and then walked over there and got the wristbands went to one line then that line advanced to the next line so now we're waiting like outside of if you've been to disneyland like the dumbo ride or casey jr everybody was lined up there and obviously the closer the front you are the closer to the you know the first people you'll be to get in and there's things there that you kind of have to get in line for immediately um which we actually actually didn't do because every it seems like everybody just funneled to the cantina there's like a cantina there it's it's not the the land is designed it's a new planet that's never been in any of the movies so it's not like you're going to the cantina Mm. from the first star wars but it's another cantina similar to that one and everyone just bum rushed there just to get on a list to to get a reservation because then they text you when it's your turn to go in and we're like well we just want to ride the millennium falcon like that's the one ride Mm -hmm. and that was the thing i wanted to do the most so we just like went right to it and walked right on there was nobody it was like it was just Uh. we walked right in and rode it it was amazing and we were like cool uh, we're gonna do that again and so we didn't we didn't immediately do it again but we came back later and did it a second time because there's different jobs there's six people per thing and you can be the pilot or the engineer or the 
uh, gunner. So it's funny. How many people can go on at uh, one time? Well, there's 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 multiple, you know, places. So there's more than one ship inside the thing but right. each 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 cockpit has six chairs so and you, how many uh like can 30 it's like a roller coaster where 30 people can go at one time i don't know you don't see anybody else so oh. i have no idea it's more like um i guess it's like i don't i think star tours is like this where there's multiple cars this is obviously better than star tours yeah yeah i mean it's it's because you're controlling it you're actually when you steer left everything goes left like, oh it's a motion control thing that you are controlling great which is very cool um, and it looks, yeah, it looks amazing. Now, when you go there with children, as mm-hmm. I assume you did, or I don't know, you and yes. your nerd wife. <laughs> we did. Uh, do you let them steer? Uh, Charlie didn't want to. Zoe did. So, yeah, the first time on, uh, me and Zoe were the two pilots. And then the second time, Elise and Zoe were the pilots. Okay. Charlie just wanted to be the engineer because all you have to do is press a button. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, didn't want a lot of responsibilities. So yeah. he was like, I'll just be engineer both times. And, and so... Yeah, his job was when the every in every situation things light up and you just have to press mm-hmm. them. But the steering, the like one pilot goes steers left, right. The other pilot controls up and down. Mm-hmm. And also that pilot, which I didn't get to do the best job, which is you get to pull the lever to go into hyperspace. Oh, which I was like that yeah, is. You so got cool. a lot of child do that. <laughs> yeah, but the but the cockpit every just like everything in this whole crazy place looks so real it looks exactly like the movie you really do feel like you're like somehow got on the set of star wars mm-hmm. it's it's the detail is insane it every control looks real in the millennium falcon and you're also seeing it fresh yeah this isn't two years right. of, of filth on there and yeah that's what my mom said when i was talking to her last night but what's weird is because the whole world and star Wars in general is kind of like this. Everything is kind of worn on purpose. It's Mm. supposed to look kind of beat down. So like brand new everything, but there's still, you know, like if you go into the bathroom, which is insane, like it's a, they like put a lot of thought into what a bathroom at star in, in the world of star Wars would look like, but you look up and there's like, you know, rust stains on the ceiling, but there it's not real. Like they painted rust stains, which is kind of funny, but everything's like that. So the cockpit, you know, there's wear and tear everywhere because it's supposed to be this, Mm -hmm. you know, the millennium Falcon's supposed to be like a clunky old ship. Uh, but, but there's yeah. a difference between wear and tear and then yes and wear and tear right like the real actual like, fifth, like, this button's been touched 4,000 right, times like 5 million kids yeah. have come through here with like sticky uh. ice cream hands yeah <laughs> like, right put their hands all over yes we didn't have to deal with that which was very cool how long has it been open uh, a week and a half. Oh, that's it? Wow. Yeah, we were there on the eighth day. Great. And that's when uh, God created rock and roll, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? the one thing that happened, because we didn't immediately get in that line for the cantina, is that then when we came out, and we kind of, I didn't really think, I was just too busy, like, taking it all in, which I'm not, uh, I, I don't, I'm, I, I don't regret like you know experiencing it and being in the moment mm-hmm. but we kind of were just kind of looking around we got some blue milk and and then we and we we're like let's get in the line for the cantina just to put our names in and we got in that line and then like halfway through that line they were like guys sorry to say no more reservations and is, is that to have lunch i don't it's know a, I it's don't a know bar the it, it's it's the only place in disneyland that serves alcohol uh so uh there's that element to it that makes losers and lushes flock to it but then also there's like uh i think there's like an animatronic there's maybe multiple animatronic characters in there again i didn't get to see it so i I don't know but but there's a lot of it's you know in the same way that flying the millennium falcon is like a fantasy for a lot of people going into the into a cantina in the world of star wars is a fantasy for a lot of people and and they do have bar food but it's mostly to go in and drink and uh 
and and people are reserving to get a beer seven hours later that sort of thing no because it's only you're only these right now there's oh, only there's four, four hour reservations blocks. that's why it ran out pretty quickly i see it was it was like we got in there at 7.55, and it was 8.34 when they told us there were no more reservations wow. for that. That's so interesting. You'd think they'd make it so that everybody who got in that four-hour block could have a reservation. Yeah, I think they're trying to balance, like, they don't want to rush people out of the cantina. Sure. Uh, they do say that there's a time limit for how long you can be in there, and I think it maybe is like 45 minutes. Mm. And supposedly they have Solid. not had to tell people to leave yet. Mm. But I think if you if you do it that way, then obviously there's going to be people who spend that time, and then there's really only so many seats in there, and um, so you can't do it all. But you know, it's I'll go back someday, and it'll be a cool thing to look forward to because I haven't seen that yet. All right. And then did you go enjoy the rest of the park or when you when you were done there? Did you go? Well, we've seen the other park and uh, let's go. We just we had lunch and uh, and then left <laughs> because we to go home or to go back to the hotel to go home. Yeah, we only had the one night at the I hotel. See. So, yeah, then we just headed home. Zoe had a birthday party to get to. Happy and, birthday to whoever's birthday that was. <laughs> yeah. Did you do the lightsaber thing? We did not do the. That's the other big uh, attraction yeah. that people like are bucks. excited about. Yeah. yeah. For two hundred dollars, you get to go into a workshop and you build your own lightsaber with uh i don't know you don't yeah, i'm sure jimmy you don't know the, the lore of star wars but uh with a thing that makes a lightsaber uh go is called a kyber crystal and depending on which color crystal you have that's what controls the color of the blade so you pick out your kyber crystal you pick out different components and then you build it with with help from uh you know someone everybody there everybody who works there is play acting as if they're in star wars nothing has star wars branding on it it's all unlike the rest That's of awesome. the, uh, unlike the rest of disneyland it's a completely different approach which is once you're in there you are in you're in there you're in the movie or whatever you know it, it i can't it, it sort of takes place after the most recent movie after last jedi because there's stuff going on that you know that like ray is there and Kylo Ren shows up, although we didn't see him. And now what about a Darth Vader? Does he show up, or does that go against no. this world? Yeah, he does not show up because he. I want to see Darth Vader. Well, you can see Darth Vader in Tomorrowland still. Mm, nah, I want to see him in this, in this world. <laughs> I don't want to see him near a hamburger stand. <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's a meet and greet area in Tomorrowland where you go into a room and you can meet him. Oh, that's right. And there you can is. also there's another you can either there's there's him, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, and Rey. Uh, the beauty of that, by the way, is always the line for Darth Vader is out the door. And if you want to see Kylo Ren, go on go in. Ahead. Yeah. You want to sail it array? You got your time. Yeah. 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 You can see all three of those in the time it would take one yes, person to Darth see. Darth Vader is very popular. Yeah. 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 But we did see Chewbacca. We, we, we saw that. Yeah. We met Chewbacca. Charlie, uh, again, like the merch, I, I will say 90% of the experience is shopping. Like that's there's one ride. A second ride is going to open later this year. And uh, and then there's the there's food and, and the cantina, obviously. But most of it is walking around and seeing the crazy details of mm -hmm. how they built it, which is it's beyond anything I've ever seen in a, in a theme park. Like, you know, the Hogwarts thing at Universal is pretty cool. This is like 10 times more impressive than that. Wow. Uh, it, it I mean, it, easily like, everywhere you look, there's some cool little thing. You're like, oh, my God, that's. K2SO from Rogue One is like behind it, like his parts taken apart. He's like stashed in a in a cage uh, in this droid thing. Uh, the, the, where you there's a droid factory where you can build your own droid. Too. That sounds fun. Uh, but yeah, so the, the the lightsaber thing you can only you put your name in and then you have to commit to spending two hundred dollars. How is that different than they you could build that lightsaber uh, outside that uh, uh, is it Star Tours? I think it's outside yeah. Star Tours where you could walk by and I think it's it, like obviously the, it's probably better quality stuff. Yeah. The, 
that's a fancier although i saw you know i expected it would be like the handle would be metal and everything because mm-hmm. it's like so expensive but it's still plastic it's just a nicer i don't know what i don't know what the difference is you're paying for the experience probably on some level yeah. I, yeah. I, I saw a video actually where they there's like a ceremony they do they explain mm-hmm. all the parts and why with the significance and so forth like right. like you're actually a jedi yes uh, a trainee who's who's building their, their right. lightsaber. And that's what everything is like when you interact with the cast members there. Everything is like, you know, they're talking to you as if you're visiting Batu, which is the name mm-hmm. of the planet, which is cool. A, a little weird, um, you know, because especially because it's new, you're just kind of like, where's the bathroom? And they're like, many moons. And like, shut up. I just want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Larry David at the, at the uh, uh, like, uh, Ren Faire or something. No, where was he at? The, uh, like the Tony and Tina's wedding. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're doing. It's like, okay, I just, I'm just about to yes. take a piss. <laughs> right. Just leave me alone. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Hey, bride looks good. Huh? Yeah. Bride looks great. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But if you like Star Wars, it's mind-blowingly great. I mean, I don't know what it would be like if you don't really care about Star Wars. Now, let me ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, these reservations, you say they're all gone, mm-hmm. and, but and it was only a limited time, right? That was then, just for the first month. So, and the, what's the why? Why not keep that all the time? The reservations. It seems to. I mean, honestly, they sh- I, they may consider extending that, and they probably should because I can't imagine Could the you, combination of summer vacation yeah. and that being just open. They will still limit entry so there will be a cap what i've read is once the reservation system ends what happens it turns into more like a fast pass situation where you basically in the app the disney parks app you basically as soon as you get to the park in the morning you say i want to be in there and they give you a time to show up you cannot use the fa- you cannot be in your hotel room with the fast pass you have to no, be on site i think you have to be on site but once you're in there and you say yes it gives you a time as a show up at that okay. time and so they will control the flow that mm-hmm. way and basically when people but you're still you're still uh, hoping to, it's like buying concert tickets you're still yes. hoping to be and honestly i i know there's not a lot to do in there but i know a lot of people will just go in there and not leave until the park closes because right. they're obsessed and mm-hmm. and i and i will say as as a fan too when i was in there the overwhelming feeling was like i just kind of wanted to hang out in there and look around a lot because i mean four hours was plenty of time to see everything but i still felt like we only scratched the surface of all the little nooks and crannies of what you can see. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just fun to be there. So uh, I can see a lot of, uh, because I'm one of them, I can say this, a lot of nerds (laughs) getting in there first thing in the morning and never leaving. And so then no one else is going to be able to get in. Right. So that kind of stinks. But uh, did you buy any clothes or anything? We bought, uh, I got a uh, t-shirt, black spire outposts. um, But not an actual no, because they tell you you cannot wear this stuff in the park. Yeah, there's a weird, it. there's a weird paradox. This the the legacy uh, Disneyland Disney parks uh, rule is that adults, anyone over the age of twelve or fourteen, can't wear costumes right. in the park because they don't want people confusing you for a cast member. All right. But then you go into Star Wars and you're, they're pretending you're in that world and they're selling Jedi robes and they're se- selling First Order uniforms and they even sell a Stormtrooper, a full Stormtrooper uniform, like an adult size. Like it looks like you're a cast member you or like you looks like you're in the movie. Like it's real. They sell that. But you so you can buy it, but you can't put it on. Carry around in a bag or bring it to, uh, yeah. out to the car. And so a lot of people are like, well, if we're all supposed to be pretending we're here, why can't I put my Jedi exactly. robe on? Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I think it's stupid. Oh, you can't even do it in that galaxy no, land. No. If you're an adult, you can buy the thing and you can't oh, put it but on. But a child can. But yes, a child can. And I, But I will say I saw people wearing stuff that I would have assumed was not allowed and they weren't being hassled about it. So. 
uh, I think what happens is they the cast members say something to the effect of better not let uh, you better not let the first order see you wearing that. And that's a that's kind of it. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know if you like were full on like I don't know if you had like a Greedo mask on, they'd probably be like take that off. <laughs> well, ma- masks is is a different yeah. situation, I guess. Yeah, but sure. especially with this community, yeah, cosplay is so important to it. Well, and you're selling lightsabers, but wh- why are you selling lightsabers? Yeah. It's so people can pretend to be Jedi's. There's yeah. no reason not to allow because Jason made this point that. Any named character, any real character in that park is going to have an escort. Right. Like a cast member escort. So you're going to know, if you're dealing with somebody, you're going to know whether or not they're legit or not. But what if you're just dressed like an extra who's like just part of the resistance? Like that, that I that saw should, that. That should, that should be okay. But that's what the that's what the regular cast members in that area right. dress like. But they, they also they have the badges like and everything. That's true. Yeah. I'll say this in, in their defense. If let's pretend you went dressed as one of these guys from the resistance and people are like, uh, like you do a comic con. Hey, I want to take my picture with you. Right. Maybe that's maybe your half assed version of it. Or even if it's 90 percent version of right. that costume, maybe that's not what Disney wants. They want to go on the Internet. Yes. They want to control how it looks because that Chewbacca, uh, the picture that uh, at least put on the Internet. Yeah. looks better than even the Chewbacca that I saw walking around. Uh, Disney, like yeah. it looks like they've upped their game. I think they, I think they may have revamped that Chewbacca costume a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it looked uh, at least looked fresh. <laughs> <But that> could <laughs> also be like, like a showered Baca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, it, it, like in maybe it's just because it's in person, but it lo- he looks like. I don't know. He, he's more yoked than the real Chewbacca. I don't know what the word yoked means. Like he's like buff. He's like a buff Baca. <laughs> oh yeah, this guy's on. You think he's on the roids? Is the I just, Baca being I, just, on the roids? I feel like Chewbacca when you see him on film, he looks tall and lanky. Mm-hmm. This Chewbacca is tall, but he's he's also he's jacked. I mean, like he just looks he's thick. Well, they're probably patterning after him like like the the, the uh, early two thousands action figure style where they have the, where the big shoulders right, the mid nineties yeah where the, everybody yeah. was like crazy V shaped. It is yeah, uncomfortable so. to talk about Chewbacca because you know uh, Peter Mayhew passed away really hit me hard. Yeah, I think it hit all of us. Hard. This one hit me hard. Didn't the guy in the costume? I happened to you, you see. Don't remember his face probably. <laughs> Couldn't pick up out of a lineup of one. The um, <laughs> there was a grand opening of Galaxy's Edge that they streamed. Like I I only noticed this because. I got a notification from the Star Wars app, which I've never gotten a notification before, but it just randomly was like, hey, the live stream of the grand opening is happening. So I was like, I'll see what this is all about. It was like eight o'clock on a Thursday a couple weeks ago. And so I launched it and it was Bob Iger, the president of Disney, comes out. He's standing on a stage in front of the Millennium Falcon and he's makes some awkward uh, stilted comments. Then they bring out... Um, George Lucas, which mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that George Lucas was there because he's kind of and he's not a hermit, but he doesn't seem to he's not doesn't he's not part of it anymore. He, he sold the company. So it's it was interesting that uh, Elliot's, up, Elliot's up and about. <laughs> mm-hmm. he was, he, it was interesting that he was there and, and he's just kind of a grump. And so he just kind of made some some comments that weren't very inspiring. It was just kind of like, OK, <laughs> then they bring out Mark Hamill. And you're like, wow, holy crap. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Then they, they brought out Billy D. Williams. I was like, damn, Billy, Billy D. Williams is here. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, OK, that's going to be the level. And then they bring out Mark Hamill. You're like, holy shit. Mark Hamill's here. Then they point up to the cockpit and Chewbacca's in the cockpit. And they're like, let's fire it up. And they're like, let's fire up the Falcon. And he's like, and it's like, no, no, no. And the whole bit is that it won't start because it's a hunk of junk. <laughs> and then they're like, Bob Iger's like, Mark, uh, do you know anyone who could help with this? And he's like, oh, maybe. He does not. And then you hear, uh, she may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts. And fucking Harrison Ford walks out. And you're like, are you shitting me? Like, how, when was the last time these people were standing together? Right. It was, it was yeah. crazy as a fan to see it. But then, of course, Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford. 
there, there was a there was a thing that was supposed to happen. He was supposed to walk under the Falcon and hit it, and then it was supposed to start. So he walks over, lifts his arm up, but then turns around and goes, this one's for you, Peter, which is a very nice sentiment oh, yeah. for Peter Mayhew. But of course, the people running the thing probably didn't know he was going to do that. <laughs> and so they're like, did he hit it? Did he not hit it? Oh. So they press the button and it goes, Whoosh! And then he like it starts up as he's saying, this is for you, Peter. So you can barely hear him. Then he turns around and hits it. But it's already started like this is a fucking train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is this worse run than Park <laughs> <laughs> How did they fuck this up? It's Disney. They need Rich Tackenberg. Yeah, they really needed to rehearse that or something. It was it was painful to watch. And yet also very cool. To yeah. Watch. But yeah, anyway. he's all doped up, right? Yeah, Isn't he just higher than a kite? Of course. <laughs> he right? must he still thinks that air ring's a good call. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> You know, yeah, the amount of THC in that guy's system on a oh, given day has got to be. You could ring him out and make a tincture out of it. <laughs> Just put some drops under your tongue. That'll help you out. Yeah. Whatever you need. So, Matt, I I, yeah. I have a question, if I may. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, so, I haven't seen any of the photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can show you many. If I'm you, sure, I'm sure, after I, the show, if I, you I, I imagine you would. Uh did you, uh, did you do any, like, Disney bounding? Did you wear your uh, Boba Fett sweatshirt or anything like not. that? I did not. I wore a I wore a Millennium Falcon T-shirt. Um, right. Zoe had um, buns like like not Princess Leia buns because they're smaller. More like actually uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Lord is mm-hmm. is a sort of an extra, not kind of a glorified extra in, in Force Awakens. Her hair it's like the smaller version of the Princess Leia hair. That's what Zoe was doing. Mm. But uh, no, I I honestly felt like I don't want to be that guy <laughs> like, like i felt like i'll wear a i'll wear a t-shirt but uh it's i'm 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 here to enjoy this not to pretend i'm going there but i will say like walking through the tunnel to get in i did <laughs> get a little choked up nice. oh, I, I got i got go- i got goosebumps and i i mean i really did i was saying this to the kids on the way down there on friday uh it goes back to is my earliest memories of mm-hmm. being three years old and going to the to see that first movie. Uh, it's like a dream. It that's the that's what you dream of as a kid is you want to be you want to go there because it's so it's, it's the movie is so evocative and yeah. and, uh, and so yeah to to actually walk into a place that's like this is the closest you'll ever get to being in Star Wars. It's, yeah, we don't know what the future holds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I will start auditioning. And we got that Space Force. No, I mean, we're going to really do it. We got Space oh, okay. Force. Yeah. Sure. And uh, so, you know, we don't know what our great president That's has true. planned. Yeah. Right? We're going yeah. uh, to get up there. And, Millennium Falcons for everyone. Right? We're all going to have to zip around with our uh, space pa- with our backpacks. Uh, what are those supposed to be called? But if, jetpacks? but if he's in charge, then everything in outer space is just going to be gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, that's not what I want to experience. I don't know. That, 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 that wear and tear version that you were talking about. I'd like to see a nice shiny gold millennium. Yeah. Well, or the Falcon, as you call it. Cool. Yeah. So it, it also sounds to me like maybe Dizzy has an opportunity at some point, like on a Halloween or something, to actually say, okay, this is the cosplay day. Well, they do do that for the rest of the park, so that is a good point. Yeah, there will be that. That's your day, nerds. That huh? day that people will go in completely crazy with it, and uh, that will be interesting. I will say, actually, to be honest, other people being there just dressed as regular Earth people it was kind of a bummer. Like, it, right. because everything else was so right. immersive short, and cool. The shorts and the sandals. And it's the, like you turn around, yeah, and you see a guy with a fanny pack. And you're like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to have a thing here. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually would love that. That would be cool. 
No, we'll go on to. It sounds like that's on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I forget. It's. A, okay. they, I guess they announce what day it is. I don't know if it's actual the thirty first mm-hmm. or some other day. It's in that area of October. Yeah. I see. I'd be surprised if they don't do Star Wars Day stuff like that. Mm. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Next year. Mm-hmm. That'll be a hard ticket to get. Yeah. And a hard habit to break. That's right. you. Instead of getting easier, it's the hardest thing to take. I'm addicted to you, baby. You're hard. You're a habit to break. Habit to break. Just can't go on. Oh, Garen. Sorry. He's in charge of the song. I was trying to do the new thing that we talked about where I give him a chance to get up and go before I buzz them in so we can intercept them. Although you were saying, yeah, I guess he could just go and open the door for them and I don't buzz them in at all. That's that was yeah, my, that was there's my our guy. So then he can explain it as they walk back. Yeah, that's right. Nice and that's and the amount of time it would probably I'm take. I'm going to say, they, I'm putting, in fact, I will put money on this. You at least get a dollar if, if I'm wrong. Uh, Steve Byrne, our guest, will have a uh, kind of a tracksuit on, okay, zipped up all the way, <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and by the way, and look fucking great doing it. Okay, he's a guy. So that, I don't even have to put money down. No, I'm, I'm just. Gonna I'm, give I'm so money. confident it's going to happen. Okay, that uh, that. Uh, so that we is, get the money if it doesn't. Yeah, oh, now I'm excited. I love a good tracksuit. And 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 he and he pulls it off. Right mm-hmm. here we go. Here we go. He just fucking unzipped it. <laughs> That's not, uh, that is not the, sh- the jacket I was anticipating. Do I get the money? Yeah, you guys get the money. Oh, nice. Steve, I uh, offered these guys money. Yes. Uh, here you come, Elliot. Uh, the, the last few times I've seen you, you had a kind of a track jacket on and you zip it all the way up. And as I said before you arrived, and you pull it off. A lot of guys can't pull that look off. You look great in it. So I said, if he's not wearing that, I'm so confident he's going to wear that because uh, I will. If he's not, I'll give you each a dollar. And so I lost because of you <laughs> and your inability to. I owe you two dollars. Uh, well, yeah, you owe me money. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. yeah, there's a microphone right there next to you, by the way, if you there want to uh, join in. Karen, uh, did you uh, tell him that? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Hi. I don't Hello, it. Steve. <laughs> All right, Steve Byrne is here. Steve's got a, 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 a documentary out. Oh. Uh, hang on, Steve. There's a theme song playing right now. Doc Talk. Of course, Steve can't hear the song. Doc Talk. I feel Doc it. Talk. You feel it? Okay, good. <laughs> I feel it. Like the kid in the... In well, Richard we can't hear it with you talking, Steve. <laughs> Doc Talk. Doc Talk. All we seem to do is talk, Doc. All right, you were saying, Steve? <laughs> yes, um... Uh, the Richard Dreyfus movie where his little kid couldn't hear the symphony, but he feels it through the floorboards. Is that Mr. Holland's opus? Yes. That's what I felt. <laughs> yeah. I felt Jimmy Pardo's opus. Via <laughs> my feet, hands, Perfect. every sensation. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, hey, maybe that's the new name of our show. Jimmy Pardo's opus. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. He's, be, he's, he's been trying to rename the show for gonna, 13 years. There's going to be changes. Changes are fucking happening around here. And there's going to be some cast changes. There's going to be some technical changes, uh-huh. and uh, with the name change, I mean, it really just needs a new wrap. That's what this thing needs. It needs a new mm. packaging, right? Same great content. Oh, I thought you were saying we could like have an, a, a rap song be the theme. No, no, <laughs> new, a new rap. But you would be rapping it. It would be in the. Oh my Rodney Dangerfield rapping Rodney? We can't no, do that. it'd be like in the George Michael uh, Wham Damn rap style. No, I've not seen uh, J- uh, John Oliver last night, oh. but apparently they yes. do. Uh, they use Wham rap to some effect. Oh, I didn't yeah. see it either. Uh-huh. The whole you'll uh, appreciate it. The whole world's uh, ripping me off. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a, glad I could help. Gondelman, a, a, a politician, was the one who was actually. Oh, he was doing it. Yeah. Oh. So, so if so if he's listening to the show. 
all the way in England yeah. than but good for us. I'll take the credit. Yeah. Like, well, mm-hmm. good for you, sir. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, all right, Steve Byrne is here. Let's take a break. Uh, Steve has a great new documentary out, I believe, on YouTube. Is where it lives. Is that where it lives, Steve? That's where it lives. Uh, about the amazing Jonathan. Oh, the, uh, cool. terrific. Uh, we'll talk more about details with Steve when he gets here. But it's a. Um, uh, Jonathan. When do I get there? By the way, <laughs> after the break. Oh, sorry. Okay, Steve? I, I wasn't sure when I get there. God damn it! Do some fucking homework and listen to a show before you get on it. <laughs> the way that I don't. Just <laughs> going from right there. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna go from there to there. The, the, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, it's a big I'm, ceremony though. You made it seem like it was bigger than. Oh fuck it! All right, great to be here. Trumpets. <laughs> What? What do you do? That's part of the ceremony. It's always you never miss an opportunity to make a trumpet noise. (laughs) (laughs) That's really true. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's take a break. Now, Matt, you know this, and actually, we just chased Garen out of here, and Garen would have been a great uh, spokesman uh, for this because we're talking about Warby Parker. Oh, Warby Parker! Garen is wearing Warby Parker glasses. My son Oliver wears Warby Parker Mm -hmm. glasses, and gets complimented on them. I'll say it every single day. They're great. I've seen them myself and I love them. Blue frames. Well, by engaging with uh, customers directly through their website and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high quality, good looking prescription eyewear at a fraction of the price. Now, that's interesting. I wonder if the uh, they probably don't want to be talking about this in their ad, but I wonder if their website is cheaper than the retail store. Yes, they do have retail stores, too. So it depends yeah. on. Uh, Maybe where you live. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but uh, I think I think I remember them being just that $95 that they uh, talk about. Yeah, it's a great price. Well, every pair is custom fitted, anti-reflective, polycarbonate prescription lenses. And they start, as I said, at just $95. That's less than $100. $5 less. It's less than $96. That's true. More than $94. <laughs> Um, but this is the way to do it. If, if, if I'm you, if, if you're someone who needs glasses, I love that they just send you, you pick out a few different uh, styles that you like on the website. They send them to you in a box and you try them on in your home. Well, you can try so as many easy. as five, Matt. And that's to speak like, to that. you don't have to go to a store. You don't have to drive. You, no. you save the gas, save the planet. Yeah. Think locally. Think Act globally. globally. Uh, and, and then it, when you like one, what do you do, Jimmy? Well, you get to try them for five days. Right. This is their free home try-on program. Everything ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. There is no obligation to buy. So it's, it's that easy. Yeah, you can just do it for fun. Now, listen, uh, as, as I've told you about, Garen used it. He did. Garen did the home try-on kit mm-hmm. and uh, flaw, uh, seamless. Flawless victory. Yes. And then we took Oliver to the uh, retail store. Mm -hmm. Same deal. Even had a little problem with the uh, frames. They replaced them. No questions asked. Love it. Um, Do they carry Balabans? Oh, yeah. They they carry something that looks like this. (laughs) All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, Head to WarbyParker.com slash Pardo right now for your free home try-on. Go to WarbyParker.com slash Pardo. That is WarbyParker.com slash Pardo. Now, let me ask you this. I'm listening. Do you have an iPhone X? I don't. I do. It's a 10. So the X is 10. I, you know, I still call it the X, isn't it? Because I'm stupid. It's weird because they've gotten, you know, the iPhone, iPhone 3G, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and they skipped 9 for no reason. And then they went with X. All the other ones were numbers. And yeah. then it was X. 
which is 10. And now they're talking about the one that's coming out this year is going to be called the 11. So they they went with normal numbers except mm. for the 10, which they had to use a Roman numeral. It's like Chicago and their albums where they went uh, 1 through 11 and then Hot Streets and then 13 and very, on. Very confusing, guys. Yeah. I wonder but if... That's War- not Warby Parker's fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they just made an app that you can actually look, you can virtually try on glasses in their app, right? That's exactly right. Uh, you can use their brand new virtual try-on by using the Warby Parker app. Just download that on your iPhone 10. It allows you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. Pretty cool. Once again, to try to take advantage of all this nonsense, warbyparker.com slash pardo, warbyparker.com slash pardo, Warby Parker. A better way to see. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the program. This is episode 2418, and uh, Steve Byrne is here. Steve's a very funny comedian. Uh, it's got a ton of what do you got two or three specials out there Steve how many you got out there four you look pained when you brought me up <laughs> by the way you look like you're sitting on the toilet you're like oh what a day well listen you, you want to rub your feet there's, like, well, there's obligations and I'm, and I'm doing one right now you're here <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know we're getting through it like anything else uh, Steve uh, Steve had the show on TBS there for a while Sullivan and Sons mm-hmm. With uh, where my friend uh, Gary Cannon, our mutual friend Gary Cannon, I think was mutual the warm up. Gary Cannon, yeah, he was the warm up, yeah. And then one of your cast members gone out of his fucking skull, right? Isn't that? Uh, <laughs> are you allowed to talk about that? Are you allowed to? One of them has gone fucking don't bananas. You, don't you have mail? <laughs> <laughs> you have mail coming in? It'd be funny <laughs> if the mail was from Owen. <laughs> oh God! Hey, listen, something more I want to say about uh, uh, what's his thing? Uh, uh, soy. I got some more stuff to talk about soy. Yeah, I, uh, are you following Owen Benjamin at all? No, I'm not. Yeah. Remember, I'm not on social media anymore. So. Sorry, Steve. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I've never. I've been asked a bit about Owen. I've never really addressed it, but I think that what I. This is a tough question because because I have I have an affection for Owen and I I, I deeply you know I, I have a lot of fond memories of Owen as well. We haven't talked as much uh, recently, but you know I understand what Owen's saying. I understand what he's trying to communicate, and I think at least at the beginning was freedom of speech and the ability to say things on both sides of the curtain and for everybody to be held accountable and know that you could be at the expense of a joke. Uh I also, the one thing I will say is that when he took the stance he did, there, there is, look, to, to be in Hollywood and to say the thing, and I'm, I'm just being upfront too. I, I'm apolitical. I, I'm so far removed from politics the last few years. I'm disgusted by it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that the current climate of everything that's gone on, there's a lot of vitriol on both sides. But I think Owen took a side where he went you know, to the right and then attacked people on the left the way that comedians on the left attack people on the right. And I think that he took the stance of like, well, I'm going to I'm going to do to you what you guys do unto them. But my thing with Owen was that um, it's tough because he said some things that I, I absolutely don't agree with and I can't get behind. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I understand how it started, but then it's spiraled into something else but the one thing i will say that in some regards i respect about him is that when you're on the right and you take the stance that he does he actually is taking a risk he actually is standing up for something that he believes in which i think anybody has the right to do okay whether you agree or disagree but but he actually i think in some regards, is more brave than someone on the left in Hollywood or New York beating their chest, getting behind, 
you know, on, on Obama initiative or whatever, because I think if you go to the Tonys, the Oscars, the Emmys, and you dump on the president, it's like you're in a room full of Yankee fans in Yankee Stadium, right? Yeah, but but you're also but you're doing it to the to the world with uh, you, sure. You're no different than my cousin on Facebook. It's just it's a bigger audience. I think when you're in this in this environment in this occupation and you take that stance, that I mean, look look what's happened. I mean, even from the jump and then. And then I think that it, it keeps getting multiplied. It's like, oh, my God, he did that. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go twice as hard. And then it, be, it starts to spiral out of control. To me, it's almost like the relationship Trump has had with the press where it's like it's gotten to the point where, look, you're both awful. What are you guys doing for us? Because there's no objectivity in news <laughs> and the government is an absolute fucking toilet. And every day it's just become like Us Weekly or gossip as mm. opposed to what are you guys doing for the people? Like instead of all this tit for tat constantly, I, I don't know, to me it's just kind of nauseating. So I have been asked a few times about Owen and I never really answered it, but um, I feel this is a safe space. <laughs> but uh, I, I think, you know, Owen and I had a lot of great memories. I haven't been in touch with him. Um, and it's tough when somebody's dropping a bunch of N-bombs online to to get behind that. And I think that's kind of when I, uh, you know, I was like, ah. But it's like, I understand his point in what he's trying to do. He's trying to stoke the fire and poke the bear. I think it, I think so that's what it was initially. And initially, again, this is way yes. too much to talk about Owen Benjamin. But, yeah, sorry. Um, but, uh, and no, it's not, don't, don't apologize. I brought it up. Uh, I think that's what it was initially. But I think when you start going that racially and that homophobic yeah. and that, you know uh, that weird off the grid, and everybody's uh, you're you're soft and and you're drinking soy, and you're not a man. You got to be a man. Yeah, I think he's either trying to make money from a very small base of people, right? Or he's gone bananas. And if he's gone bananas, then I feel sad for him. I don't think he's gone bananas. He's he's a very intelligent guy. I think he's look. He's a strong cup of coffee. But I think that there are people on the left that are just as divisive as he is on the right. If that's a position you even want to lump him into. But for some reason, because we're in Hollywood, because we're in New York, because we're coastal, right? The folks on the left will be absolutely embraced, and the people on the right will be absolutely ostracized and vilified and. But he's me, saying crazy like, Alex Jones type things. I mean, he's saying crazy. And, and again, we could stop talking about Owen Benjamin anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying that I, I don't think it's fair to compare him to, you know, just people on the left. He's, no, he's I, saying crazy shit. He's gone. Look, I, I believe there was a window of time <laughs> where I was like, I understand what he's doing, but, but yeah, I, I think it's gone to a point where. I'm like, you know, I'm pretty open minded and I'm I'm willing to listen and hear people out, not get emotionally invested in politics or religion. Um, I want to talk I, I just, about I'm like, the Jews. Now, see, now we're talking. Here we go. No, Let's go. Wait a minute. What now? No, you heard him. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> it's time you people get an earful. <laughs> can, can I just throw for once? Right. For, for once. once. <laughs> is, yes. is it fair to say, though, that we do know some people in comedy who have gone that far on the left? Yes, we can say that. OK, I, I, I just want to throw I, that I, out. There. I 100 percent agree. With you. Yeah. And I recognize the fact that I'm now going to get a gazillion tweets from Owen's followers because it's it's very cult like and uh and i wish you guys all a lot of luck and uh <laughs> well, don't look at me when you say you guys no, no. <laughs> i was not steve i yeah. apologize i was looking at your direction out of respect for you as my guest and you just happen to be in the line of fire i'll take that more than 
My next guest, yeah, Steve Byrne. Yeah. Um, what yeah. do I say about this guy? Okay, he's got a movie out. We'll get through this, guys. Don't let that Owen Benjamin talk uh, confuse you. Steve's a funny man, and uh, he's got some good ideas. I, I, one word he just said about Owen Benjamin, don't listen to any of that bullshit. He's wrong about everything you just said. Now, listen. Yes. Uh, say the name of the documentary, and then we'll, and then we'll, we'll bounce around the room and talk about our sure. bullshit, but let's get the na- the actual name of it out. Always, always amazing. Always amazing. It's about, it. about the amazing Jonathan. I had the pleasure of opening for, um, and, may, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Steve. Sure. Uh, I opened for him way back in, uh, boy, the early 90s, a Catch a Rising Star in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, off the stage, couldn't stand the guy. Yeah. Could not stand him at all. That said, I watched every show. Yeah. Now, that's the reason I bring that up is it points out how great he was on stage. Yep. Was no matter how much of a dickhead he was to me off stage, mm-hmm. he was so great on stage that I uh, that I had to watch every show. The talent superseded the personality. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's tough as a comedian because there's guys we all know. We're like... I can't stand that guy. And you can't get over it. You're like, I won't even laugh at that because I know. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Whereas with Jonathan, it was like, I-, I wanted to be in the room every second. And and his show didn't vary all that much. Sure. But there was enough little uh, uh, differences. And what he was doing on a nightly basis was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, look, he... It's so easy for any of us to look at magic and go, that's oh, kind of corny, but it's still kind of cool, right? But Jonathan took it to a, to another level where... Everything he did on stage was rooted in failure. So the jokes fail. Right. The magic fails. But in the end, it kind of worked out. Yeah. And so to me, it's almost like there's a lot more creativity to craft a magic trick that at the end of the day is going to suck, but be great, as opposed to just straight, ta-da, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of cool. And I think that that's what endeared Jonathan to so many fans. Yeah. And the fact that he... He's he's nuts. He's he's legitimately crazy, as you experienced. I mean, there's a really, really warm, soft side to Jonathan that we uh, encapsulate and represent in the film. And then he's he's the first to admit, you know, that sometimes he's uh, he's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he's absolutely accepting warts and all of who he is, the life he's led. And I think that the film's a great representation of of him and that. And it's on YouTube, and you don't need YouTube Red or anything like that for it. You can... No, we didn't even monetize it. We just put it up for free because when I finished the film, um, you know, we tested it a few times. We went to the ATC Festival in Phoenix. It got a great response. And my goal when I first did it was I wanted to complete the film before Jonathan isn't with us any longer because that's the impetus a, of the there's film. There's always rumor, right, that he, like, there'll be a rumor on the internet like, oh, the amazing Jonathan died. And then somebody will go, no, he didn't. And then yeah. six months later, oh, amazing Jonathan died. No, he didn't. Like, why sure. Why is that? Is he uh, horrible and is he horribly unhealthy? No, well, well or is he's, drugs? he's known for pranks. He's a self-admitted prankster. He loves pulling pranks on people. But essentially, Jonathan was one of the first guys to pop off at of Comedy Central in the, in the 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. and made a killing off it internationally Australia, everywhere. And then he got tired of the road, became a Vegas headliner, posted up at the Nugget, broke Sinatra's record for most consecutive sold out shows downtown at the Nugget, and then is diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, which is essentially a degradation of your heart. So his heart is, I think, operating at now like 55% capacity, maybe even less. And if you know him, he's got a He's got a rapid fire yeah. ball of energy kind of presence on stage, so it's not good. So he retired from stand-up. He said, I'm done performing. And he outlived expectations, and he's still around. But at the time, 
Three years from the time he was diagnosed, he, he said, I'm tired of waiting to die. I'm going to see if I can still do this. He announced three shows. That was the impetus for me to say, that would be great. I'd love to see that documentary because I love Jonathan. I love stand-up. I love docs. This would be a great meld, all the archival footage. And so I called him up. I reached out. I said, hey, could I, could I follow you and, and showcase these shows? He said, of course. Jonathan's the face of the film. The heart and soul of the film is Joel Osborne. He met this young kid when he was touring in Australia. He'd be out backstage, and this is 12-year-old kid. Can you sign this? Can you sign this? Comes back the next year. He's 13. Can you sign this? Can you This kid's enamored with Jonathan. So year after year, Jonathan kind of takes him under his wing and teaches him some tricks, gives him a little responsibilities. 18 years old, Jonathan says, will you be my tour manager in the States? 18, this kid moves over. He's in charge of a drug addict, okay? So he sees Jonathan through uh, a nasty divorce, suicide attempt, uh, the perils of Las Vegas, drug addiction, and he gets Jonathan in a good place in his life, goes back to Australia, becomes a comedian on his own. When Jonathan announces, I'm coming back to the stage, Joel comes back to open for him. So it all kind of came full uh, circle, oh, and I wow. saw it all play out in my head. I was like, this would be fun. Yeah. Awesome. So it's like a heartwarming doc about just two guys on paper that should never be in each other's lives, but develop this fraternal relationship. And it's really, really sweet, to be honest with you. Well, I can't wait to see it. Uh, I was once sent a link that uh, went nowhere uh, that I never followed up on that email because I'm an asshole. What's well, at GaryCannon.com? I, think, right? I, I, I can't go there. There's a risk of him taking a shirt off. I don't know why. He, <laughs> I don't know why he thinks he's Bert Kreischer. Put your freaking both of. I mean, what, oh, yeah. both of you put your shirts on. Bert at least is like when you look at his body, it's like that's oh, funny. When Cannon takes his shirt off, it's like oh, this is, <laughs> this is sad. It looks like somebody dropped a scallop on a barbershop floor, just gathered and collected. It's just dirty gallbladders scar it's sad it is sad yeah put your shirt on gary yeah and stop talking stop please right yes well come on he doesn't <laughs> shut up it's non-stop quit throwing little mini candy bars in my direction um dance parties you don't like the dance parties i don't know if i do no. <laughs> gary's a good man he's a he is a great uh, guy i love him. great guy and that's why we were able to bust his balls because yeah. uh i actually get a kick out of steve and uh to a lesser extent you but uh, it's gary and uh, Gene Pompa and some other guys where they, it doesn't matter what they post on Facebook, the other one tells shits them on it, it shits constantly. on it. And, and all done because they're professional comedians, cleverly. Yeah. And so you get a kick out of, he says it, and then Gary comes back, and it's like, all Gary wanted to do was like, hey, I'm doing a show at the Improv. And then Pompa <laughs> will say something cleverly shitting on it. Yeah. And yeah. What's the Groupon access code, et cetera, <laughs> yeah, et cetera. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Well, we, we met, I met Gary doing, he did the warm-up for a Late Late Show with Kilborn. Mm -hmm. That was the first like TV set I ever did, and Gary was doing the warm -up. I was like, oh, that guy's fucking funny. He's, he's great at his job. And then I remember when I got Sullivan and Son, I hired him. The line producer didn't want him. I'm oh. like, he's like, he's never done a sitcom. I'm like, just trust me. He'll he'll pull it off. I, mm -hmm. I, I guarantee it. Ever since then, the line producer, Ken Subornak, has hired Gary for multiple shows. Oh, is that right? That. Good for that. But Good for him. I remember that. Gary used to shit on us constantly. He used to dump on us on our show from the rafters. <laughs> I don't know any other show that allows this, <laughs> but... You know, there's the roll call. Ladies and gentlemen, you know from uh, Dan Loria. Please welcome uh, from from the Wonder Years, Dan Loria. Dan Loria comes out. You know from Saturday Night Live, Noah's Arcade from Wayne's World. Everybody, Brian Doyle Murray. And the crowd's going crazy before the taping. And he goes, and I'm always last, right? And he goes, you might know our, our, our last guy. Uh, he just graduated from the Rob Schneider Academy of Dramatic Arts. Steve Byrne. I'm like, fuck you, Gary. So we'd get into this thing and we'd be in tapings. And sometimes the camera breaks down. As you know, you're, you're doing the warm up. You're keeping the, the wheels greased. And he used to just shit on me in funny, funny ways. I couldn't even come back to him. There was one time a camera broke 
And he was dumping on me constantly. I said, Gary, you'll never know what it's like to leave the rafters and come down where the lights are a little brighter. He goes, it's okay. I don't want to be on TBS's first drama. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't even you compare lost, to that. And lost. Christine Ebersol, two-time Tony Award winning, I mean, constantly laughing. Gary could do no wrong with her. So wow. that was even worse because she had this great cackle, this uh-huh. awesome laughs. So just, he'd just bury us. I wish you'd bring that someone when he was a guest on this show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, boy, did he come in here like a fucking wet rag. Um, uh, anyway, Steve Byrne is here. Let's go around the, the horn here and uh, check in with everybody, see uh, what's going on over there. And Karen Cockrell wearing his Richie Cunningham shirt today, looking terrific <laughs> over the Pop Culture Beast Info. How's Fonzie in the men's room? <laughs> He's doing great. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Hey. He's just combing his hair. Yeah. What uh, what'd you do over the weekend, uh, Garen? Anything of import? Uh, I saw Aladdin. Saw Aladdin. Now, you raved about that when Yakov Smirnov was here. Well, Yakov Smirnov raved about it, and I politely agreed with him. <laughs> you courtesy left? Uh, well, yeah, he, cur- courtesy he, he courtesy uh, reviewed. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't hate it. I, there's like there's like two or three things about it that I think are not good, and it kind of spoiled what, what could have been really I may still really see good. it, so let's, okay. let's not get in the weeds right. on it. What did you think? Uh, um, it, it's fine. I did get a little choked up at the end. Did you mm. go with kids? There were kids in the audience. <laughs> okay. I have two kids. Look. My kids fucking loved it. They did. Oh, loved it. I think that's what, it, you know, they, they, they're selling t-shirts, guys. Yeah, and I think hey, mine did too. Did they, you yeah. like it? I liked it. I wasn't like, my kids loved it, but I, I right. thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they did a decent job. I well, mean, well, Yakov Smirnov was in here uh, trying to, like, with Citizen it, Kane. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> to use that cliche. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, so much so, like, I was like, I wanted to just go, you're the only person that thinks that. Yeah. yeah. Like, can Even I just... Will Smith isn't this invested in Yakov. <laughs> at the risk of... Granted, he's not from this country. <laughs> right. <laughs> good. Uh, at the risk of not really spoiling, maybe slightly spoiling, can I just say one thing that I think to me. You've seen Aladdin. Yeah, you know the you know, No, I've never seen you've Aladdin. You've never seen the... Oh, you know, well, I've seen cartoon? the cartoon first. No, that, that's came, uh, that, that, that's, that, that came out in the uh, conversation over the weekend. I've, I've, it turns out I've never seen it. Well, then oh, just the see that. great. Because yeah. that, that one's amazing. Yeah. I like live... You know, I don't have that a big fan of <laughs> yeah, animation. That's true. But this isn't a, this isn't a plot spoiler. I, I just think the one thing that I will say is one of the defining features of the original mm-hmm. is Robin Williams being Robin Williams, yeah. right? He's like super funny. I mean, it's you watch it now and you're like, okay, he's just kind of doing whatever. But it worked in the context of the movie at the time. It was like, this is bringing something new to an animated movie. He's just, he's improvising. He's being crazy. And I feel like Will Smith has the ability to be funny. And I just feel like he wasn't really super funny. Like, You know what? You know what the problem was? And I know exactly what it was. You can't laugh at a dude that's shredded. <laughs> and Genie is fucking jacked in that yes. movie and smelt. Oh, and you're like... Call. I can't. He, he should yeah. have been dumpy or yeah. Yeah. yeah, dumpy or super skinny or meek or something. Right. So you can laugh mm, at him, but nobody wants to laugh call. at a dude that's jacked. Yeah. I agree. I, I've been saying that for for years. I'm sure you've experienced it. Whenever yeah. there's a, way too handsome of a comic, yeah. mm. that's not to say that you or I are not a handsome guy. I'm talking about too handsome. It's like yeah. nope. Yeah, exactly. Nope, you have not. You've not had a hard time in high school, dude. That's yeah. why John Mayer was doing comedy at the cellar. I'm like, beat it, beat it. You got it. You got the guitar on stage. You might as well just make candles too and be a chocolatier. Get out of here. Let us have this. Right. This is ours. Give us this. Fuck off. Go fuck a ten. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, I don't understand the John Mayer thing. I know ladies love him, but he's weird. He's kind of a creepy Frankenstein. He's a handsome guy. Is plays he? the guitar. I don't. I'm with you. The musky he, voice. I get it. I get. I my get friend the, Elisa is in love with him. Like in, yeah. in her top five musicians of all time, way too high. Whoa. Yeah. Also, like one of her dream. <laughs> 
I get it if you if I can understand the music seducing a woman, sure. you know, because right. it's sensitive and whatever. But just the just the look of him is I don't know. I don't get it. But I'm with you, who, brother. Who is a guy you see that you're like I get it? Uh, you know, Brad Pitt. Rob I saw Brad Pitt in person once. I was like, God damn, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's fucking it just like aesthetically like. Yeah. Guess I'm suing my parents. <laughs> Handsome. You know, uh, yeah. Clooney, Ham. Clooney, yeah. yes. I mean, these yeah. are. The... I'll tell you how good looking John Ham is. Oh, boy. <laughs> I went to a after Emmy's party and he came over to talk to my buddy who's uh, it was Colin Jost, right? Comes over to this group of people that talks to Colin Jost. So it's Colin, me, three girls, another dude, and John Ham. So John and Colin are catching up, right? Colin gets pulled away by his girlfriend, fiance, Scarlett Johansson. So now John Hamm is stuck in this circle with these people, right? He doesn't even wait. He, he, I'm sure this happens to him all the time, but he goes, he just looks at everybody, takes a sign, he goes, well, I gotta take a shit. And he walks away. <laughs> he walks away within a second the one girl goes, oh my God, he's so hot. I was like, he just said he's got to take a shit. Could care less that me and this other dude, I, the dude just said he got to take a shit. Right. He's, he's still a Still wins. Still wins. Still wins. God bless him. And by the way, let's talk about Colin Jost. He's a, he's, a, he's up there too. Very handsome. That, handsome guy. Good head smile. of hair. Mm-hmm. On paper. Smart. I said it the other day on this show. On paper, I should hate everything about that guy. Because he's handsome and he's obviously been handed everything, uh, but he's a great joke writer and he's very funny. And I'm with you, Scram! Give us this. <laughs> but he is—I'll say this about Colin—he works his ass off. He's a very hard worker. He's earned everything he's ever gotten. Um, we, we, it's funny—we did radio one time together in Nashville, and this is when you realize your place in the world, right? So this DJ, he goes, he goes, so ah. Uh, he, he's just jazz talking. Colin, Colin, you went to you went to Harvard and you wrote for the Lampoon. Please tell me about that. So Colin tells him about the Lampoon. And then you're a writer at SNL. What is it like to write at SNL? Colin tells him about that. He goes, and now you're head writer of SNL. You're on Weekend Update. What's that like to do that at the same time? What's just what's that like to do update? Colin politely tells me. He goes, and Steve, you're Mexican, right? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? And we just we to this day we bring it up all the time. I was fucking in tears. Like, could you Google me, you asshole? <laughs> I guess. Okay, so that's my follow up. You are not Mexican. Then? I'm not Mexican. Okay, then, that yeah. gets. Sorry, guys, get rid of that question if that was next. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right, listen, Garen. Uh, speaking of handsome, what else happened over the weekend? Uh, so Uh-oh. you saw Aladdin. Yeah. That's about it. It was kind of chill. I was <laughs> off, and I was going to go to Pride, but it didn't happen. Why didn't you go to Pride? I was doing stuff on Saturday, and then Sunday we were going to go to the parade, and I just. He was too exhausted I, I was, from the gay porn, I think, probably, right? That's that, part of yeah. it, yeah. yeah Filming and watching. <laughs> Filming and watching. <laughs> did you not have a tank top or Speedo? <laughs> no, I did not. A lot have of tank of tops and Speedos out yesterday. Yeah. Lots yeah. of. Uh, it's got to do it. Out of that. We woke up, I woke up late. I slept in, and it was too late. And then I was like, there's going to be so much traffic to get down there. It's, no, it's weird because you seem so energetic and alive. <laughs> that yeah. Can't keep a good man down. He is a sloth. <laughs> yeah. He is a human sloth. Uh, the the heat issue is continuing, by the way. Oh wait, you're still uh, you're yeah. still uh, overheating hot, on a regular flashes. basis. Yeah, it is a little. I mean, it's warm. The last couple of days have been hot, but not. I wonder if it's just me acclimating to the cool because I cannot deal with heat at all. It makes me crazy. But the day that you were overheating in here, it was not hot. No. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you go to the doctor and get yeah. insides checked out. Oh, you're gonna go to a doctor or the doctor? I haven't decided on which one yet, so I'll go to a doctor. See this. <laughs> 
Is, 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 is there something wrong with your arrival, finger? Steve? He was uh, being a pedantic prick, <laughs> and I chose to call it back here about 32 minutes later. <laughs> so <laughs> worth it. Yeah, worth, it? Yeah. worth it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing else over the weekend. That's a bummer. Usually no, you have some I, exciting thing to talk yeah, no, about. I, we, it was kind of chill. I was, you know, been working a lot, and uh, that's it. Over there at the Barnes and Noble on the Ventura yeah. Boulevard. Anything, then nothing of, of any excitement happened. A lot of fans coming in there, a lot of people coming in and saying, no. they, if they are, they haven't said They're anything. minding their business. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Hmm. Yeah. Glad to hear it. I don't it. know if anyone's come in yet. Yeah. Bars almost just get bought out. That was kind of exciting. Wait, what happened? They got bought out by a hedge fund. Yeah. No. It's called the Elliott Hedge Fund, so everybody would make jokes about how maybe something, I had something to do with it. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, what is, are they changing the name of it? I don't know. Sounds Barnes like you'd have something to do with it. It's called Barnes Elliot. It's a noble and Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's immediate reaction is, well, get your resumes ready and you're going to be out of the job in well, a year. They're going to close the... Uh, that, that is often what happens like when, a, when a company like that but we need somebody. It's like sporting goods stores. We need you need to go yeah, somewhere yeah. to to well, try the mid on. You can't just buy base, nine baseball gloves and hope and then return eight. You have yeah. to try them out. Why we can't close every goddamn the thing? The owner says they're not going to do that. That this because they so own a chain of stores that, in the right? UK. Yeah, so that's what they. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're on board with the book. All right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, good luck, Aaron. Because it's really going to suck to have to go through that fucking job search. Again. No, I don't that think. Happens. I think it. I think it went smoothly the first time. <laughs> and, oh my God. It's, by the way, it's just your shit luck that you finally find a job and Barnes and Noble you know, locks up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should look at the Radio Shack or the Yellow Pages. <laughs> oh, these are both great ideas. Yeah. Circuit City. Circuit. Yeah. No, no. Service is state of the art there. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a fair point. Yeah, boring wait, weekend. Wait, Circuit City's trying to make a comeback? I heard they were trying How? to make a comeback. Oh, is that true? A little bit, yeah. Maybe an online sort of thing? Yeah, and this is a while ago, though, and it hasn't materialized, so maybe. Mm. I used to like Circuit City. Circuit Suburbs. You guys, <laughs> I, 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 you can't turn it off. It, it's just going to keep happening. That joke was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Could you try turning it off? Could you at least? I mean, is there a mute button? At least go to half. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm Mexican. Remember? I know you guys. You guys are hardworking people that snuck into this country. I get it. I get it. Good for you. Well, we're going to throw some tariffs your way, and that'll slow you down. Um, uh, All right. Hey, listen. By the way, I meant to mention this yesterday. Oliver and I. Oliver's my 11 year old son, Steve. Yes. We went to see. I uh, and I'm not allowed to give a lot of details because of an NDA. But we went to see a screening of uh, the, the Between Two Ferns movie. Oh, wow. Uh, we went to see that and um, uh, laughed like crazy. Cool. Oh, that's great. Lots of funny. Awesome. Yeah. Lots of funny. Uh, nice. Scott Ackerman, of course, is, uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, directed it? No, you are. Is that's that in the pu- press? public knowledge. Yeah. But there's a lot that's not, I was told. Uh-huh. So, um, Well, there's no cast information at there's all. No ca- right? That's yeah. exactly right. There's no cast information. You know why? There's no cast. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. It's all choice. done with holograms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really, really funny. Great. Really, yes. really funny. I'm yeah, excited to see you that. You took Oliver to see it. What's that? You took Oliver to see it. I asked uh, Scott in advance. Uh, uh, I said, you know, a, a good gauge would be Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. He likes that. He like, uh, and I gave him some other examples. You know, where's this land adult-wise? And he said, uh, he counted the Fs. He said, her w- Hotel Rwanda. He said, <laughs> he said that's a good description. And I said, well, that's Oliver. He's got the poster on the yeah. wall. So he's, uh, he, he loves Don Cheadle. Let's yeah. do this thing. He's, and I even said, he goes, Don Cheadle? He goes, I can't tell you. The cast yeah. hasn't been announced. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, he loved it. Oliver loved oh, that's it. That's great. Oliver loved it. There's uh, there's not really uh, content that uh, there's some Fs, but otherwise the content is uh, very, quite cool. frankly, very, if they took the Fs out, it would be very kid-friendly. Uh, yeah. 
It's also got to be exciting for him to get to go to an advanced like he was excited about it. There was also a a gentleman there. And again, I don't want to give I can't say anything. There was a gentleman there that excited him. And then Oliver, when he met the young man who came over to us, uh, it's a gentleman uh, when he came over and I said, uh, hey, Oliver and Oliver's eyes lit up and he goes, Oliver, you, of course, you know, this gentleman from blah, blah, blah. And I explained, you know, Oliver's been watching that. And then Oliver pulled out a um, another credit, another credit that uh, then this gentleman, his eyes opened oh, up like, oh, wow, oh, that's cool. So Oliver pulled the one. Nice. And then it was so that was, that was cool. That's so what cool. was it to let, to meet Julia White from Family Matters? <laughs> Is it as exciting as I can't pull this catchphrase? Or <laughs> Did, else I I yeah. Did I do that? Damn it, I could. <laughs> Did he do that? Uh, he's a talented gentleman who got a, a, a bad rap, uh, Steve. So I'd appreciate it if you would be more Respect. supportive. Uh, my, of, my bad, of Mr. Bad. White. Yes, uh, he showed up in some movie last year, right? And was pretty good in it. Oh, that sounds familiar. He was great on that show. He by was the way. great. In that I mean, he was right. fucking phenomenal. I love that show. Yeah. You loved Family Matters. I did. I did. I like sitcoms. So do I. I'll give yeah. you that. I'll give you that. They're fun. Here's the thing. Single cams get all the notoriety and all the press, but when you do a single cam, you film the joke, I think we got it. When you do a multi-cam in front of a live studio, it's like mm-hmm. you either got it or you didn't. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep going mm-hmm. until you do. So I don't know, I, I I have a lot of respect, but like Married with Children is my, like l- literally one of my favorites of all time, Cheers, I love all those. I well, keep we're gonna all... thank you for coming by. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> you don't like Married with Children? Leave with Cheers next time. No. <laughs> you know what, I, I think Ed O'Neill's, ter- I think they're all terrific, yeah. but as a show, it was not my cup of tea. But I think- What is your multi-cam My multi-cam of choice? Yeah. Boy, that's a great question. What would it be? Friends? Was Friends multi cam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess Friends. Friends, okay, yeah. At the end of the day, Friends. Great. Was Friends the last big multi-cam show? Oh, I think Big Ray- Bang. Raymond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big, big Bang. Big Bang. Well, yeah. How I, I Met Your Mother was pretty big. It. Who's that? How I Met Your Mother was pretty big, I thought. Mm-hmm. That was pretty, I don't but think I, as big, though. As, but those yeah. are all CBS shows. So is CBS the only... Oh, that's multi-cam. That TBS did a multi-cam drama from I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary just got a callback. <laughs> but like, uh, like Disney Channel shows are all multi-cam. Yeah, all the kids ones, yeah. But like the network shows have largely given that up aside from CBS. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I guess all time would be all in the family would be my uh, my all-time uh, favorite that's a multi-cam. Ringer, yeah, that's great. Um, I love that. Yeah. Golden Girls obviously is up there for me. Right, of course it is. Right, mod. By the way, if you want your uh, half-off Golden Girls shirts now, the, the Pride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go, go to Target. They're gonna. There's, yes. There were racks and racks of them oh, at the Target I was at over the weekend. It's like, but that's a lot of pride. There's gonna yeah. be on half-off. Come, if you need a rainbow-colored Sophia on a sweatshirt, <laughs> yeah. today's your day. Today's your day to go to the Target in Culver City. <laughs> you will be able to save some money. Uh, they actually had a pair of uh, swim trunks that uh, looked, ter- not Golden Girl, but Pride, mm-hmm. yeah. that, uh, again, will be half off today, mm-hmm. that look uh, like a great hey, They were half off yesterday. Oh, you goddamn right. Those guys like the fuck, don't they? Right? And, uh, they got those floats. They go past you. They're fucking on that float. That's what the queers do. That's what they do, Jim. That's all those guys do. I saw Philadelphia. You can't go into a movie without those guys trying to fuck you. There's no doubt in my mind somebody on my Facebook page thinks that. I love the idea that someone thought that's what Philadelphia was about. Just a two-hour fuck fest. I'm sure that's all they saw, the closed-minded bigot asshole. Is there any sex in that movie? There might be one kiss. Well, they go into the movie theater. That's how he gets... Oh, okay. uh, I don't remember that part. That's how it started? That's that's how he got AIDS. Okay. That's the first he'd ever masturbated to. (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> don't, know why, don't know why that was funny, but I'm I swinging, enjoyed it. I'm swinging. I'm swinging. Um, all right. Listen, let's check in. Uh, anyway, go to this. Uh, I believe it's going to be on Netflix, the, uh, the, the uh, Between Two Ferns movie. Oh, it's not theatrical? I think it's not. Is it Netflix or theatrical? I think it's Netflix. Well, Netflix, yeah, Netflix sometimes. produced it, but I think uh, well, sometimes Netflix sometimes goes. They, yeah, sometimes they put yeah. those out. Anyway, go see it. Yeah, and then uh, awesome. of course watch uh, the amazing Jonathan one right there on your uh, smart television. Mm-hmm. That's what you choose to do. Your Apple TV, mm-hmm. your Roku. <laughs> right, I got the I got the Fire Stick. Mm. Fire bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you, John. That was Mayer. the original cast title of Philadelphia. <laughs> Fire stick? <laughs> Jeez, that's right. Very specific. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fuck that dick. You're, getting, you're bound to get something. Uh, all right, let's check in with the councilman. He's back there now. Hello. Steve, exciting news. Ellie oh. was just elected to the uh, neighborhood council in mm-hmm. Palms, California. Oh, yeah. congratulations. We're very excited Business for rep. Very nice. One of two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's uh, it's not official, but, uh, but there's no... Uh, there's no contestation, so it's as good as. So when would you take office? Yeah. Uh, when do I don't honestly know, but I think it's it's sometime in the next month. Will you, you walk around? Well, go ahead. Sorry, Jimmy. No, no, I'm, no. I'm, that's a great question. Do you, well, get, do you get an office like a? No, no. There's no money, and there's no office. <laughs> okay. What? Why are you? Are you talking this? about this podcast? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly part of it. Uh, no, it's it's it's. No, there's no like, there's no like official building as an example. It, like, some, there's no nothing downtown. Where, where, do, you, the, where do you guys meet then? Uh, usually, we meet at the Amman Center. Uh, it's a it's a, a cultural center. It's a Muslim cultural center that they, uh, I think, very kindly provide space for us. So when when we have the general assembly and all the public, that's is where invited, I voted. Yeah, correct. And they have two big buildings. The one you the one you is, a, is their multi-purpose room, and then they have sort of a theater on the other side, uh, which normally we're in the theater for the for the general. How assembly. many seats is that theater? Hmm. It's over a hundred. It might be two or maybe three. How's the Wi-Fi there? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Sure would be convenient. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> All right. So maybe there's something that maybe the business rep could look into of Palms, California. <laughs> Hadn't considered it just for sure. no particular reason. <laughs> yeah. No. Just you know, making conversation. That's sure. right. Yeah. Uh, what uh, are you going to go from business to business then? And introduce yourself. I'm the rep. How often is the is there an election every year? Two years. Every, every two years. Every two years. Although there was some weirdness that happened because the city kind of delayed some of the neighborhood councils. So I think like five years ago there was an election, then two, then one, and then two more. Or maybe the people got extended. I don't know. Anyway, the next one should be two years from when the last one was. I apologize. I, I, admittedly, I got in my head. I stopped listening. The last thing I heard was something about Owen Benjamin. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> anything since then? Anything so happened that's, since then? So that's a little bit of uh, amnesia caused by me. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, did you answer my question? I got in my head. I, truly, uh, I, I couldn't wait to say that. You said a bunch of numbers. Average Two joke years. <laughs> Two years. Uh, so then will, you, the, will you walk around and introduce yourself to all the businesses? That is possible. Uh, th- that's part of the plan. The tricky bit with that is I tried that a little bit during the campaign and and when you have a business, um, you're doing your business, so you can't. It's kind of hard to like interrupt somebody and say, right, but, now but I might call. But now you're not compa- uh, you're not campaigning. Now you're sure. the guy, and you're there. Hey, I yes. won the election. I, I'm I'm trying to help the community. Right. What could, What do you think? But we it's could still do? it's still a similar thing because an, enough businesses don't know the council exists, and even the ones who do may go, well, what can you do for me? Right. And so. I might do calls first and set up appointments rather than just show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it is a it is a plan of mine to make sure that I connect with them. So we'll see. And there's two of us. There's two business reps. So we'll divide that up. One imagines, mm-hmm. and uh, assuming that the, that fellow is going to be nice and active, and uh, we'll find out what's going on. Well, he'll be active if I have anything to say about it. I voted, mm-hmm. and I am. Uh, You're going to hold my feet to the fire. I hold you guys all your feet to the fire. <laughs> oh no, I didn't consider that part. You, that president, <laughs> vice president. I don't just I don't vote willy nilly, brother. No, you shouldn't. 
I mean, unless Willie Nilly is running. I take it. Uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Thank you very much. The condescending <laughs> hello. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Steve, you mentioned you have two children. Yes. And how old are the kids? Daughter's seven. My son is about to turn four. All right, seven and four, about three yeah. years apart, roughly. And I got my daughter doing the hello. So, <laughs> yeah, she, she does it uh, like all the time. I'm like, hey, uh, Libby, how's your day going? She's like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. Hello. So she does it to me now. So anytime I answer a question for you, hello. So she uh, doesn't understand why it's funny and uh, she's uh, getting on your nerves with it? No, I, I love find it. it you yeah, because I like the old. Uh, I just like that old setup, Ed, Johnny. I watch a lot of those reruns all the time. Yeah. I have those DVDs and stuff. So I, I put those in at night and watch those. A lot, a lot of Dean Martin stuff. But there was just something fun about that time, that era, in comedy especially. But I love that banter between Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson. Just, you know, like, hello. Just, I, I throw it in all the time with yeah, my conversations. I love it. It's, uh, I was just talking to a comic out of Chicago, Vince Moranto, we were, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, I had worked a lot with when we first started. Uh, that we he was in a hotel room and and I'm just as guilty of this. Yeah. I will watch that Dean Martin roast commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. As if it's an actual program. Yeah. <laughs> like and then when it's over, it's like, man, why is that only a half hour? I yeah. want more of that. Well, that's the trick, that's, asshole. Yeah. By the DVDs. Even the Time Life Johnny Carson Tonight Show, they yes. show all those great little clips and bits. I I, I bought it. Yeah, right. I, I actually did it. I was like, ah, right, fucking, I'll buy it. It's great. Yeah. It's fun. It's just like you realize. I don't know. Not that not that monologues aren't fun these days, but I don't know. There was just I don't know, just to know that that was the epicenter of show business at that time. That's when I go in Burbank and I go past the Burbank Studios on Olive, and you know that there was a time in our country when show business funneled through that studio. Yeah, yeah. and now it's so fractured. There's so many talk shows, so many different options that. You forget that Johnny Carson had the burden of responsibility of entertaining everybody at that time. Everybody. So I, I don't yeah. know. There's something warm about him. And I, I've read all the books and you hear all the stuff about him off stage, but I don't give a shit about that. I, I like what I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. And I also think it's interesting that when you rewatch those old times, like some of the jokes, like the ones that bomb, like I remember as a kid going, isn't he great when he's saving these uh, these good jokes that didn't work? Yeah. They didn't work because they're not good jokes. They're not, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's some really bad jokes in those yeah. monologues that I can't believe those were the ones that got a <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, even in that PBS special that, that ran about Carson, um, that was always like, even as a kid, I was probably like 10 or 11. I always loved when he bombed. Yeah. I loved it. And so this, not to insert this, but I'm working on a new hour that I'll be filming later on this year. And all these hours look the same, right? Aesthetically. So I thought, I want to do something different. So I'm going to do a talk show, but I'm the only one on the talk show. So I've been watching all these things out of research because I do 20 minutes of monologue jokes that I've been working on with Argus Hamilton at the store. Mm-hmm. I do 20 minutes of panel, 20 minutes of stand-up. And visually, it'll look like you're watching an old-time talk show, but it's just three different ways and styles of writing yeah, uh, yeah, stand-up, yeah. which That's I thought cool. could be fun. So we'll do that later on. But uh, I, I love... And even when we're structuring the the hour-long like monologue jokes... We, I purposely threw in stinkers so that you have your bomb recovery line. Right, of course, well, yeah. Which is so much fun. I, I, I love it. Oh, that's right. When are you shooting that? Who knows? 
Okay. All right. Oh, right down, right? I'm trying to get, trying to help you get some masses in the seats. No, you're having going through a tough time with audiences. I don't sales. want to talk about my home life. Please, well, Jesus, don't make me talk about my wife. Well, you, you know how things are. I, I, I do, and I apologize. I, I, I thought it was risky even bringing up the children. Yes. Hello. Hello. What? Uh, uh, Ardelli, anything else? Uh, well, I guess you didn't say anything that happened over the weekend. Anything uh, go on over the weekend? So, uh, so the slate that I sort of ran with, although I wasn't on their slate, they, mm-hmm. they had a little party to celebrate. Uh, the results and uh, it was fine. It was a nice, it was a nice little party. Although he so, celebrated at Payless Shoe Source, that's where they had the after party. <laughs> oh, by the way, you should apply there, Garen. There you go. <laughs> Hello, they're going out of Hello. business. Oh boy. Um, so uh, it was at it was at uh, one of the candidates' houses. She had a very nice house, very nice spread. So the party was supposed. to Here's the thing that I think is interesting to talk about. The party was supposed to be a five. It said from five till whenever? Question mark. Right. So to me, you don't show up at five. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Never. Would, never I, be, would I show from a five to question mark? Would I show up at five no. o'clock? No. No. And <laughs> so, let's enjoy Steve Byrne laughing at me. Can we just enjoy just, somebody just, enjoying me in, in this room for a fucking change? We're right. so used to you. It's kind of hard. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like a warm bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm described. Like a warm bath. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so. I'm normally the guy who does show up at five, and I've been trying to be like, you know what? Let's figure out how people actually function, and and not be the first person there. Right. So in in the past couple of years, I will show up at six, and I'm still the first person. So I figure, you know what? I I won't get there till seven. Oh no. And oh, and so um so I'm like getting ready to do that, and then something comes up. So I probably didn't get there till seven forty five. Now there were still people there, but it. I did, and they were very. Everybody's very nice. Oh, we, we weren't sure you were going to even show up, and and uh, you know they guided me through the food and all the stuff. It was great, um, but I did get the impression that it was something where everybody showed up at five. And I think <laughs> I think the reason why is because I was thinking of the kind of parties that we normally go to, mm-hmm. uh, show business, parties. show business parties, or just you know people having fun drinking parties. That's not what this is. This was not this, a hangout. This, this was, was not, an actual was like an event. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know if there were. I didn't ask because I didn't want to be too uh, highlight that thing. But I suspect that there weren't that many additional people there earlier. I think mm-hmm. this was more of like this is community service party where there are certain things that you do, and then that's what happens. And one is show up on time. I mean, nobody seemed upset. I mean, and nobody I th- texted me to say, "Hey, you know, are, are, uh, did you know what time it was or anything you like have that?" To know that's never going to happen. By the way, the, the, here's the thing: the person who organized it is the type of person who would do that. Okay, so so I think a, I think six would have been a bullseye, honestly. Yeah, that's probably. Fine. But I've like I say, I've been to parties recently where I show up at six and I'm still helping them <laughs> yeah, set up but, the but stuff. That said, you're an hour in. That, that's on everybody else. Sure, yeah, then that's it's fair. Not you, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I just don't want to always be that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I, well, what it sucks to, is if you show up too late, then you got to help clean up. Yeah, you go the other way. <laughs> sure. Did you? do that um i i cleaned up after myself i think i didn't it didn't seem like the they wanted minimum. that kind of help <laughs> so you, what, no it didn't so seem you like were a party guest you, <laughs> you <laughs> drank a cup of water and threw it away i actually cleaned rinsed off my i rinsed off my dish okay. you don't really rinse, rinse off oh, there dish. were dishes yeah because there was like a little like a little buffet with That's some it. very nice uh, different kinds of food and um i didn't get the sense that this was the, a house where the where the, the hostess wanted that kind of help because right. a lot of us left at the same time and it wasn't didn't Nobody and it wasn't a huge that. mess either mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't there wasn't like our cups everywhere someone that doesn't want to help says that <laughs> doesn't look that bad we got this yeah yep see you later you validate <laughs> i would have said 5 30 by the way that uh in uh something yeah. like this. that's I when you would have yeah. shown up i think you show up at 5 30 it's like well we're yeah we're not that 
we're not on time, but we're also. Yeah, I think that's what I would have done, but I think six would have been. Six, six yeah. probably would have been fine, and I yeah. thought about that, but I think seven yeah. might have not have been bad either. I think no, almost eight. is what hurt you. Seven's yeah. a mess. Seven, yeah. Yeah, seven you're, looks you're, like you're, you're just, you're, anything after six. 20 yeah, really just seems like you're making a token appearance. Yeah. Well, this, this question marks thing that threw me off. Because well, that sounds like a rave. You're not going to be going until two in the <laughs> no, morning. But I, honestly, I I didn't know. I didn't know what kind of what kind of party they. they What'd you wear? Have. Did you wear your tuxedo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really seems to me that the Palms Neighborhood Council are going to throw some ragers. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's so you that's, yeah, that's a good point. Hours. I should have probably worn my mesh tank top. Yeah, it wasn't and, eight to question mark. This is five to question mark. This is a, a, a dinner party. I, look, I brought it up because I knew that I obviously blew it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, the the question mark when it starts at five doesn't mean. Like past midnight. No. It just means, like, we don't really know. Probably 745. <laughs> <laughs> when did it? About 10 o'clock? Uh, yeah, probably about 10. And even that's a long, that's a long, that's a long party. Yeah. Yeah. Five hours? That's yeah. a lot of talking. No shit. <laughs> if you ever yeah, when you got there. A lot of listening on the other people's part. Actually, <laughs> I, I didn't, here's the, I mean, they're all very nice people. Uh, when you run for office, you're probably the type of person who has stuff to say. Of course. Yes. So I did not actually talk that much. I don't believe that, but I will take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just true. All right. Uh, Garen question there. No, like I was going to say, if, if you ever got an invitation from me from a party and yeah. you never will, <laughs> I will never have a party. Okay. Uh, if so it I says just... five till question mark, that probably means seven. I, I Five want, until seven? Yeah, I don't want people to Hey, for that it. said, I will say this about you two dickheads. Yeah, what? At my birthday party, you two wandered in two and a half hours late. Hmm. Do you remember that? I don't. Remember that, fellas? I, uh, remember you two dickheads? You you guys decided to go see a movie. <laughs> and then, oh, sorry, we're late. We went to see a movie. I think Elliot... That was these two dickheads. He's still like emotionally like scarred from the time that he showed up at a party three hours before Yes, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so I couldn't... I like couldn't you, be there first. I yeah, just couldn't. Yeah. But Remember that? But you two I, no, dickheads. No, you're overcorrecting, though. Yeah, well, no, that's fair. It's that five to question mark. So <laughs> obviously showed up at 745. That party did go a long time. I forget what time that started, though, my birthday party. But it, it did go a while. Yeah. And I, I think I think part of part of that was only partially intentional. Uh, I think I think. At, when you try to go to something later and then something happens because you didn't leave or there's traffic or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, was, yeah, what, but you know what's really on the table for me is that you two were dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of those where I think we started at six o'clock or whatever, yeah. like mm-hmm. six to you know six to question mark, and then Steve Hollander, former stage manager of uh, uh, Jimmy Barnett's Jokes, also stage manager over there at Conan, and can I blame him for the, my pilot not being picked up? <laughs> uh, he was the first one there, and he was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, I'm early," and it's like, but he was there like ten like. Anyway, he was a bullseye and was yeah. still considered early. Right. right. So, I mean, not like you two, but anyway. Did you really go to a movie? I had a real time. I don't, rem- I don't remember that <laughs> being true. You guys went to a movie or something because the two of Did you we? dragged your heels. And I said, boy, I was worried you guys weren't going to get here or whatever. And you went, oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, we went to. The- I drove you, right? Is that, we went is to that see accurate? a movie. Is that yeah. Or did we just come accidentally? No, at the same no time? you guys no, we went to a fucking movie. I have no memory. Of I don't remember ever going to a it movie was with Gary. Three years ago. <laughs> That's kind of a hard thing to remember. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> You're not mad. I'm telling them what they did. Yeah, I just, That's I what we. That's what we told you. Apparently, we said we said we just came from a movie. How is that better than actually going to a movie? No, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's where you got the information <laughs> from that we told you that. Yes. Because I Jesus honestly Christ. don't remember what movie that would have been. At this point, we're just punishing Steve with this. That's fair. I had to listen to that Owen Benjamin shit. 
Tim, we're all getting punished. <laughs> How was Wally? Was it a good movie? Oh, it's great. It's good. Fantastic. Okay. It was uh, worth it. Well, happy birthday to me. I got another one coming up this year. I got one every year. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every one percenter? Same day. <laughs> wow. Oh, that so way. you were not born on leap year? No, September 11th. That's when he's born, right? No, I never forget. That's my dad's <laughs> birth. Uh, is your dad on that day? Yeah. Mm. Oh. Can I use my old joke? Uh, so what do you do? Do you give him two gifts? How do you handle that? <laughs> my brother is <laughs> you would get it's December 7th. What? My brother's oh, wow. December 7th. Wow. It's just some days you shouldn't be born. <laughs> no, but you can't control it. Although when, you know, when Oliver was getting closer and closer to September 11th, it was like, please don't. Let's, yeah, let's you and me this. both had that thing where my daughter was... was she's due. what, the 7th? Uh, she's the 8th. The 8th, yeah. moved her back a day. She was and due after that, but she was two weeks early. We got lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm lucky that I was not But my nephew is, was born on the 11th. And what do you do? You get him the two gifts? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I'm enjoying you like a warm bath. <laughs> I want you to fuck off and you to fuck off and you to fuck off and Steve's here. <laughs> uh, hey, that's a win, Steve. Thank you. That is a win. Uh, Steve Byrne is here. That's a nice compliment from two dickheads. <laughs> Great to be here. Hello. Uh, hello. That should be. Oh, you don't want it swearing in the opening, right? What's that? that? that Sometimes we let him. That was funny. Which two wh- your song? Uh, oh, oh yeah. the song. Yeah. I see. Well, thank you for not- noticing something was funny, Garen. I appreciate the. <laughs> well, I thought we'd make it for the. Well, opening, write it down. But we don't do swearing. We don't do swearing. That's all right. Write it down anyway. Dickheads, okay. No, no, no. He's uh, the fuck you think. Oh, oh, sorry. You could fuck off, and you could fuck <laughs> off, yeah, no, and you could fuck off. And Steve's here. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Uh, <laughs> we don't want that. Steve, are you still? Uh, listen, this is. Uh, uh, I apologize for not. Uh, Keep no. it up. Are you and Gary and uh, Patrick still doing the podcast? No. What happened to the, the dojo? The Gentleman's Dojo. I love doing it. I love working with Gary. I, I think we have a fun rapport. But uh, look, I, I was wrapping up the amazing Jonathan Doc. I'm wrapping up this feature that I wrote and directed about my early years in stand-up called The Opening Act. Mm-hmm. So that's going to come out probably sometime early 2020. And I just got swamped. I mean, you know, I think it's one of those things where you like, oh, I'm going to write a script, right? And then you write it. And then it's like... All right, be careful what you wish for, because the minute they say, okay, you're in pre-production, and then I was too young to play the headliner, and I was too old to play the MC and feature. So in talking to Vince Vaughn, the producer, he said, what do you want to do? I'm like, I I think, I don't don't know there's any place for me. He goes, why don't you just direct it? You wrote it. I was like, okay. (laughs) Little did I know. I mean, I read... Every book I could find, directing for dummies, everything. I watched all those master classes online, <laughs> and uh, nothing could prepare me for the nonstop like hurricane that is directing. Not only just pre-production, production itself, but even post. It's 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 a lot. It's the hardest I've ever worked in on anything in my life really? for sure. Yeah. Wow. That's great that you got to do that, though. It's really cool. Yeah, well, it was great. And I think we've had a few test screenings um, towards the end of our test screening run where we've invited some comedians in to see it. And um, they were all like, uh, you know, very complimentary in terms of the authenticity. Because I think I've seen so many stand-up films and I was just like, man, it's just nothing really like nails this aspect of it. And so the whole film takes place over four days. And the first half of the film, it's this kid's first time ever on the road. And he's got this safe kind of job. And he's he's like, I, I want to pursue my bliss. So he gets offered an MC slot at the improv. So the first half of the film is all the romanticism, optimism, blind faith, and partying of hanging out with the, uh, the feature act, just that euphoria of being on the road for the first time. Then the back half of the film is all like this sobriety, isolation, and reality of this 
Meek MC finally warming up to this road-weary veteran of the road, played by Cedric the Entertainer. And in these kind of like diner scenes, the the headliner's distilling a little bit of information in a fun way to him that he tries to apply over the course of the weekend in terms of becoming a comic and becoming a better comic. So Mm. I think... I think we might have done it, but you never know with these things. You, It's like a great joke. You write it, you think, oh, God, this is the best thing I ever wrote. The audience like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes you write something that you think is, eh, it's okay, and they love it. So, But I think that with this film, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of test screenings, and I think we finally got into a great shape where I think comics will see it and go, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Great. And it's entertaining. It's called The Opening Act. Yeah. Is it going to be out in theaters or on streaming? Uh, I, that we don't know about. There's, uh, we're, we're finding a home for it. We ha- we haven't even finished it yet, so we got to finish it and then we'll find a home for it. But it's, I mean, it's like Jimmy O. Yang plays a younger version of me from Crazy Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Moffat plays the head, the feature act. Cedric plays the headliner. Then it's uh, like Whitney Cummings, Eliza Schlesinger, Angela Johnson, Kathleen Madigan, Russell Peters, Ken Jeong, Bill Burr. Tom Segura, Neil Brennan, Felipe Esparza, Roy Wood Jr. I know I'm missing some names in there, but yeah, it's a ton of great stand-up stuff. So. Great. Cool. That sounds great. Great. They had screenings down in the gundo. Ah. That's right, yeah. And Gary, actually, <laughs> so we had one day to actually film the comedians performing stand-up in front of an audience. And the old Brea Improv is where we filmed this thing before it shut down. So they moved to the next to the new Brea Improv and they kept the old Brea Improv open for us for one more month, which was like a godsend. So that was so our once we got that locked, our production swirled around that. Um, so we had one day, we filed in three different audiences, and over the course of I think it was eleven hours, Gary did warm up for eleven hours straight did he for really? us. Wow. And from that day forward, it's like I've always respected him, always had a, a deep affinity for him. But when I saw that and knowing that he just did that, he came in and just did that as a favor to me. No one expected him to stay that long. And he did it. And even Cedric, I remember at the end of the day, was like, i never seen anything like that before. Wow. He's like, I've been in the game for a while. So, uh, you know, I tip my cap to Gary for that. Well, no, awesome. Gary, he was mad at the times where they had a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here for 11 hours. I want to be talking. Uh, all right, let's take another break. Steve Byrne is here. We'll talk more about... Uh, a lot of things right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Steve Byrne is on Twitter at Steve Byrne Live. That's Steve B Y R N E Live. And that's also his website, SteveBurnLive.com, is where you can find his uh, upcoming stand up dates. He's going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Improv in June. And then in July, he's in West Palm Beach, Florida. So uh, check him out if you're in either of those places. Speaking of live, Jimmy's going to be live. He's at the uh, Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, California on August 15th through the 17th. And then Never Not Funny is live at the Bug Theater in Denver, Colorado on August 25th. That is a matinee show, 3 p.m. show on the 25th of August. So go to NeverNotFunny.com and click the tour link if you want to come to that show. And uh, for tickets for Jimmy's stuff, go to JimmyParto.com, click his tour link, and enjoy. Now listen, I'm going to tell you something. Life is too short for a lot of things, but I'll tell you what it's really too short for. Bad Wi-Fi. No kidding. Well, thankfully... Matt Belknap, the thing you have in your home, the Eero yeah. home Wi-Fi system brings you a fast, reliable connection in every room of the house. I haven't thought about the Wi-Fi in my house since I got this. Is thing. that true? You know how I've had other routers and, and systems where, you know, every once in a while you have to unplug it and plug it back in. Yes. I have not had to do that once with the Eero. Not once with the Eero. I literally, it doesn't, I take it for granted now. It's like, uh, it's like the water from my tap. It's just something that I have and it's great. Are you using the second generation Eero? 
Or the Aero Beacon? I don't know if it's second generation. Actually, that's, I have no idea. But the one I have is great. So it's either that or even the first generation was good, maybe, because that might be the one I have. Well, it allows you to build a Wi-Fi system that's more perfectly tailored to the home than I do ever have two, before. I do have two beacons, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. That was the second part of your question. And the answer is yes. Okay. I, I have the base and then I have two beacons. Okay. Spreads the Wi-Fi around. I see. Uh, when you add the Euro Plus... You get total network protection with the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. I've said before, I like that malicious content. I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I want people to attack me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, no, like, I'm like Inspector really? Clouseau, but with my internet. <laughs> Idiot. I actually pay people to yeah. attack my internet. I like that. Yeah. Uh, checking sites that you visit against a database of millions of known threats. Eero Plus prevents you from accidentally visiting these malicious sites without slowing anything down. Nice. Eero Plus automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right there from the Eero app. Mm-hmm. You can also get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. Ad blocking improves load times for ad-heavy sites so you can browse and stream faster than ever before. You love it, Matt. I do love it. I, I, I wouldn't uh, live without it at this point. I'll never think about Wi-Fi again. Be like Matt Belknap and never think about your Wi-Fi again. And get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package, which sounds like exactly what Matt Belknap has. Yep. And a year of Eero Plus. Yeah, try it out. You get 100 bucks off of that by going to Eero.com slash Pardo. That is E-E-R-O.com slash Pardo. And then enter the code Pardo at checkout. That is Eero.com slash Pardo. And then enter the code Pardo at checkout. And you will be smooth sailing with your terrific new Wi-Fi from Eero. Eero! A better way to Wi-Fi. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Uh, episode 2418. Uh, Steve Byrne is here. He's taking time away from uh, doing post work on his uh, scripted uh, uh, movie. And then he's also got the documentary on uh, the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, when does he have time for standing up comedy? That's a good question. We should ask him. When do you have time for standing, standing up comedy? Up comedy. Um, yeah, every weekend I got to keep the lights on. So I, I, I'm still touring constantly and grinding this hour out. So, yeah. You go. You keep the lights on. You you you, you had a three year run of a situation on ad supported basic cable television, <laughs> Jimmy. In the summer, okay. <laughs> you know when you're on that Warner's lot, it was always like Big Bang and you know two broke girls and Mom, Mom, and like outside those sound studios, it was always like Lamborghinis and Jaguars and Ferraris, like Sullivan and Son. It looked like teachers' faculty parking. <laughs> it was Roll. It was Roy Wood. Roy Wood Junior. used to bring his Huffy. And he would chain his Huffy up and take the seat and the front wheel in. I'm like, dude, we're on the Warner's lot. No one's stealing your fucking Huffy, Roy. <laughs> You're not at Ralph's at the corner yeah. of... Yeah. What did you like about working on the Warner lot? What did I like about it? Uh, the paycheck. Yeah. Uh, but did you ever walk around? I did. I, kinda, I, yeah. I, I, I still get a charge out of that. And yeah. Especially, Steve... I get a charge out of, I, I, when I first moved here and I would mm-hmm. go on the lots and audition, I would get a charge out of it, but I was still in my head going, well, I've got, I'm auditioning. And, and so I'm, I'm so you'd be nervous. You have butterflies, yeah. that sort of thing. And then when I would leave the audition, I wouldn't be relaxed. I'd be like, well, I fucked that thing up. And so yeah. what I enjoyed about this was I had a job to go to. And yeah. so if I walked around, I'm just killing time looking at the cool sets and, uh, and the five and then go like next door where they shot uh, a lot of Dunkirk. 
Yeah. On that, on that huge stage where there's, you know, they can make an ocean yeah. in that studio. I mean, that's yeah. fascinating to me. It uh, was wild. I mean, I, I, I loved working on that Warner lot and just going even through the back lot where they did Jurassic Park and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You swing yeah. across the vine, across yeah. that lake. And just all those memories from your childhood, the black, Back to the Future clock tower. I, I loved walking around there. And because I was a, a producer, I had my card there. So on the weekends, on like a Saturday or Sunday, we I'd get my wife and my daughter at the time. We'd just go have lunch there and walk around and get the golf cart and drive. It was the best, the yeah, fucking best. Awesome. Just soaking up all that history and reading all those plaques and seeing all the all the great films that had been there. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, me too. I think that's one of the reasons Conan chose that because I know they had a, a couple of choices and maybe even a better offer somewhere else. But I think he oh. liked the old Hollywood of it and like yeah. the plaque outside of his show. I forget who, uh, what shows were. Uh, and movies were shot there, but I think that played into a lot of uh, mm-hmm. his decision. Yeah, ours was stage 10, and Ocean's Eleven was there, Yankee Doodle Dandy, mm. Family Matters. Nice. <laughs> Your <laughs> favorite? There. Yeah, and then, uh, and then they never told, told, told us this. I, I had no warning about or, or, or notion, but Gary was going to Kona one day, and then on stage 10, he looked and they had put Sullivan and Sullivan Oh, they there. did. So I thought okay. one day I'll be able to take my kids here and show them. And it's like, you know, dad did something, you know, <laughs> that's part of this. It was kind of cool. That's cool. Cause, and I, I mean, no disrespect when I say that. Yeah. One, one could argue like, well, we don't have to include the three year show from TBS. Like, so it's great that they were included. That they did that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure that Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr. would think, what the fuck is that doing on there? But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they do. The family did say that recently. (laughs) I think Nancy Sinatra just tweeted out about it. Yeah, she's having it removed. Yeah. Wait, was it the original Ocean's Eleven that filmed there? Yeah. Wow. I thought you meant like the... George Clooney one, which is also very cool. Yeah, the original one was because they crazy. they show the um the year. Yeah, so yeah, it was that's the awesome. sixty seven or something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I yeah. like that a lot. I also like. You know what else I like about the lot? I like the uh, the smell of lumber because they're, yes. they're building the sets. Fresh cut. Yeah, I love yeah. fresh cut. And that's a, and that like whatever the plaster. It's like the mix of yes. the wood and the other stuff. All of it. But yeah. you never saw like the showgirls, the cowboys. No, that, like, <laughs> that stuff never happened. Ever. It's just a bunch of union guys drinking Monster Energy drinks in carts, you know, talking okay. shit. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that happened. My wife worked on a Paramount show in the '90s, and they were still doing Star Trek on the Paramount lot. Oh, so you would see like Klingons walking. Oh, you around. would. Oh, so awesome. yeah, like there was a little bit of that happening. I will say this: one of the fucking funniest things I ever seen was, so we would we would do our tapings and stuff, and then we'd leave. You know, you take a break. You get you you want to get outside, right, and just see some fresh air. And so we'd have we'd have football. And Owen Benjamin, he's six seven. This guy can throw a football seventy five yards. I'm not joking. He's a tall guy, pretty athletic. He throw these bombs. So Roy Wood and I would go out in a meta med. We'd catch these bombs. And one day, Owen launched this football, and around the bend comes Clint Eastwood. And I'm telling you, this football fucking, I mean, it missed Clint Eastwood by like two feet. He fucking would have killed Clint Eastwood because it was a fucking, it was a, whoa. And Clint Eastwood was talking this way and it went, he didn't even see it. And we're all like, holy shit, dude, you almost killed fucking Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Owen did smash Ellen DeGeneres' um, golf cart. You know how they have that front placard? Yeah. It's clear, you know? Yeah. But her assistant was driving Ellen's golf cart, and it was like decked out and stuff. And I mean, this thing fucking bullseyed it and shattered it. And they're like, all right, no more fucking football. Whoa. (laughs) But we used to do the football all the time. And then you know who told on us? Conan Security used to call on us all the time. Really? 
Always, yeah. Those are good people. We found out, but it was like the security in front of Conan's thing or whatever. It wasn't like Conan, Conan's calling, hey, fuck those up. Right. But it was like the security in front of there because there's so many people loading in and out. But but they used to call on us all the time. And then we, whenever we taped, we actually turned the bar into a bar. So we would hook up kegs <laughs> and serve whiskey and the jukebox worked. So it, it played only country music, but old country for some reason, wherever they got the, the jukebox from. So we would get ripped and take the golf carts out three, four in the morning, Wait, tip what? them over. <laughs> they had go- they have like those cones set up for the next day filming. I'd run over all the cones and stuff. And <laughs> You're an idiot. Every, we tape Wednesday, Thursday, every every Thursday we get a letter. You guys got to stop doing this. You got to stop doing this. But I remember <laughs> Noel Wiley in this book called Top of the Rock when he was on ER, he was recollecting his memories and he said, after his time on ER, he went to the Warner stage, or to the Warner lot for an interview, and he was like, I'm just going to swing by where I have so many memories. And he went to the ER stage, and he walked in, and at the time, there was nothing in there. And he was just looking in this empty sound stage, and he, he said to himself, it's as though it never happened. And when I read that, I was like, I'm going to make sure every fucking day I come here, I enjoy every second of it. Mm. So we had an absolute blast. I have no qualms about it at all. Even when it got canceled, I was like, fuck it. I had to run. It was it was so fun. I'm glad to hear you say that because yeah. so many people uh, don't realize that uh, how hard it is to sell a show, how hard it is to get it uh, on the air. Oh, yeah. Like every step of the way is a win. And so to walk away and go, you know what? I had a great run. I mean, oh, like, fucking blast. it happened. Yeah. There's a lot of comic sales. Like, they just walk away. Yeah, I never I never had one bad day on there. I'll be honest. Even on the worst day, it was like, you pack your bags and leave your hometown to come to Los Angeles for this very thing to happen. And you drove onto the Warner lot, which you only saw in like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And you're actually here working. Like they invited you here. So yeah. Yeah. I, I loved every second of it. That's great. That's yeah. Cool. And where did you grow up? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Born in Jersey, uh, Freehold, where Springsteen's from. And then I moved to Pittsburgh uh, like around nine, ten, I guess. And so I consider my formative years sure. back there. Yeah. You? Um, I, it, it's uh, it's in Illinois. It's called uh, None of Your Fucking Business. <laughs> familiar with that small? Have you ever done it's Dutch, right? There? I lived in Bucktown in Chicago <laughs> oh, for you two did? years. I love Chicago. That's uh, North Side, of course. Mm-hmm. I grew up yeah. in the South Suburbs. Oh. So a lot of uh, a lot of these these guys, yeah, a lot of these guys, Jim. Yeah, you. You know what out. I love about Chicago? Chicago is so old school, so old school. Like I remember reading that book on Farley. Like there was always these rumors that the cops cleaned up the scene before people came in to investigate mm-hmm. to like make it seem a little nicer for Farley. And I, it's like that's the kind of city where it's just old school like that. They don't do stuff like that anymore. I remember I, I got married at the Chicago Zoo. Oh. and At the Lincoln Park Zoo? At the Lincoln Park Zoo, yeah. Oh. And um, I got to know a few of the cops. So when we were finished and the reception's done, it's like, all right, let's go. And we went to Viagra Triangle. There's an Irish pub there. And they go, we got this. And next thing I know, a paddy wagon pulls up. My wife and I get in the paddy wagon and like, Vince Vaughn and his wife and Colin Jost was with us. Oh, like all, all these guys get in the thing and we roll up and the, the lights are blaring and stuff and people are like, what the fuck? Is there a drug bust at this thing? And then all of a sudden my wife and I come out and I just think you don't see that. You couldn't do that in any other city where no. they allow that to happen. Yeah. But I, I think there's like an old school charm about Chicago in, in that sense. I'll I probably shouldn't that. be saying this on the air. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> or at least like now some of the names you're dropping. I mean, there's a lot of options you could have gone with that story. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, yeah, but uh, yeah, you were the DJ, right? Got, yeah, yeah. No, no, that would be Pardo Productions. Uh, was PP there? 
PP was there, mm. and you just played Hall and Oates the whole night, nonstop, <laughs> all over and over again. Yeah. Right? Are you a Manny DeRivas? Listen to this. That that would be your drop. Listen to this. <laughs> what is that? I don't know it, what that is. That's Hall and Oates. Listen to this. Bam 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 bam. Why don't I know that? Bam, Why? Bam 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 bam. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going along. What were you doing? I'm, well, I'm matching your quality. He's saving this. And bit. I'm also yeah. glad I found you. That's, That's the song, right? Yeah, but I, listen to this. Right. That's the. I wasn't 100 uh, sure you knew what I was doing yes, by right. what you did. Yes, I. It I, took I, me a second to also, I but I got it. Yeah. Look at this. Warm bath. He's back. He's back. Now uh, he's happy. We got now mail. Baby's happy. Hey. Here comes the theme song. The mail is here. This is what it sounds like when a the theme song goes. The mail is here. The mail oh, is here. 69. Up top, my brother. The mail is here. Steve All right. This one. This comes to us from uh, Sean Kemp in Holt, Michigan. Holt, Michigan. Not the basketball player. Uh, not the basketball player. Uh, and he's using an envelope uh, from 2013. So this is a good quality envelope. Huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they don't make like by the way. So someone put money into this. Yeah. Well, seven dollars and thirty-five cents. Two day. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, two dated. He, he two dated so we could wait two weeks to open. <laughs> Steve, I'm I, sitting there. Again, I'm I excited. Apologize. I apologize that you have to be here for mail, but uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what's in here. Uh, you and me both. Okay. okay listen. Uh, oh, here's the. Okay. There's the note. Oh yeah. Uh, here we go. Dear Jimmy and, the, and gang, I found this at the library book sale and thought it might help Matt appreciate or get a better understanding of Les Miserables. <laughs> it's also one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Thanks for all the funny Sean Kemp. P.S. Jimmy, I know you're probably uh, disappointed this isn't the Tom Jones box set that you've been wanting, for, but someone's birthday is right around the corner. Ha! Every time Sean Kemp comes to see me, he brings me this Tom Jones That's nice. uh, box set. Uh, so, Matt, here you go. This is the Cozy Classics. Uh, Les Miserables, Victor Hugo's Les Miserables. Oh, but it's like dumbed down. Perfect. <laughs> oh, well, that's all I need. Yeah, there you go. This is for you. Poor. It's got illustrations. Oh, wait, no, it's it's way dumbed down. It's just one word per page. That's yeah, maybe a little too. Poor, rich. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. That's Cosette. Uh, happy. She's reunited. Uh, the, the, uh, right. Uh, Jean Valjean. That's when he uh, takes her under his wing. Takes her under the wing and then run, the run, the run from yeah. Javert. And then uh, you get to climb. They're, they have they to climb. To yeah. get away from Javert. Sure. Does this come with a bookmark? Uh, <laughs> I think it is a bookmark. A stroll. Remember when they went for the stroll? You remember that big part of the musical? <laughs> does not ring a bell. Yeah, they go for Seems a stroll. Like he's, That's like, my he's, favorite he's song. gotten a little older. Stroll. Do you like the stroll? Stroll, stroll, oh, we stroll. She falls in love. Then you get in love, of course. Uh, by the way, I wouldn't be taking this much time with this if I didn't know there's only three more <laughs> solid pages of the fire. 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 This is uh, when they're fighting That's the when revolution. You hear the people sing, Stop. <laughs> Who's that? I can't. Is that Javert? That's yeah. Javert getting uh, Jean Valjean, uh, and then he's carrying uh, the, the boy. I can't think of the kid's name. Yeah, the the revolutionary. Demervius. What is it? Demervius. <laughs> it is uh, Linnell. Yeah, it's Linnell. <laughs> you know what? It's, oh, it's it's it is not that far. For, isn't it Marius? It's Marius. It is. You were yeah. weirdly that's close. Why <laughs> you were so close. Like no, that that's hitting my ear wrong. But yeah. I think yeah. Uh, okay, and then uh, we're uh, we're coming up to dark. Oh, dark. Wait, then, uh, what's that? Is that Jeff Eric uh, jumping off the bridge? Now, what is that? Um, it's dark. It, it very well could be. Uh, and then here we go. It's over. We get ready. Beginning. Here's, uh -huh. here's the. Uh, come on, idiot. Learn how to use a page. Put the shit. 
together. Where they go back and they find the father afterwards. So <laughs> nice ending. Uh, so there you go, Matt. Uh, you can oh, uh, bring you. that home. Uh, teach Charlie so he could enjoy that musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the little uh, cloth-looking figures. It's very nice. So yeah. nicely, uh, well-made book. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, yeah. Very nice of Sean Kemp. Thanks. Thank Sean you, Kemp's Sean a good Kemp. guy. Not yeah. the ball player. Not the ball player. Uh, with 15 kids. <laughs> that guy the could dunk the ball. Other, okay, this has been sitting so long, it's already opening itself. Um, <laughs> all right. This, it's a hamster. This oh. is, uh, <laughs> it says it's come to us. It come to us. It just says, Jimmy Pardo, Never Not Funny Podcast, but then it's from a business. I'm not going to say it. Uh, is there any sort of, uh, there's some sort of a... Oh, it's a trophy trophy here. This is nice. All right, very well. We win something? Yeah, it looks like we might have won something. That's a nice trophy. We are an award winning podcast. All right, it's got a mirror at the top there, so you. uh, There you go. It's a little uh, laptop. Oh, it's a laptop. I apologize. Uh Oh, this is for Garen Cockrell. (laughs) (laughs) Garen, you're getting a a trophy of some sort here. Never Not Funny, the Jimmy Porter Podcast, best award winning horror author. (laughs) 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 He's written some horror books, and he won't shut up about the fact that he got uh, an award award of some sort. Very nice. Congratulations. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Best screenplay. There you go. Look at that presentation. There you go. Do you like, do you like that? You I like that, on? yeah. That, of course, stays here because we need to fill up the shelf. We, we only have one actual award here. Where, where is that it's shelf? It's over there. Oh, yeah, it's over there. You got one up there, right? Oh, that's another fake one that a fan gave us. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's that We've one? got more fake awards than real ones. That's... Uh, Best is uh, it's a it's a joke thing. It's like best a, best award or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then there's best detective in the room. There's a mm-hmm. lot going on. Uh, Steve, I fucked this up. No, and I forgot to show you sevens in the break oh. to have you pick a category. Well, we can okay. still give them the menu. So here's the menu. We play a game called sevens. It's like twenty thousand dollar pyramid. Okay. I'm gonna uh, give you clues. You have to. Figure out what I'm describing. Okay. And I just pick any pick of these a, categories? Pick a category, Pick yeah. any of those, unless it's uh, one of the ones that we don't want you to do, then we'll, uh, we'll tell you that. All right. Mm-hmm. Can I go with um, 90s music? Yeah. Oh boy. boy, oh, boy. <laughs> That's a, All right. Yep. Here we go. I'll do it. Yeah. Jimmy hates this one because he Because I he suck at it. Oh, do you want me to choose something else? No. no that's no, that's okay. no, 100% that's, no. Uh, that's part okay. of the fun. Now that said, you won't get it on the leaderboard. <laughs> well, we could play it again with me. Yeah, I think and maybe that'll that that was going to be my. Space. What are you doing? I'm trying to put it somewhere. I'm going to give it to you, honestly, because right. I don't want it. Take it. I think that's the smartest thing to do here. Uh, hang on, I'm getting what I can only assume is a very important. I like your know. glasses. These are uh, Balabans. Balaban. These are my Bob Balabans. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to give you clues. We have seven seconds to get each one, but you want to get them as quickly as possible. Yeah, okay. The quicker you get it, the more points you get. Oh, wait a minute. I, I apologize. Uh, uh, Elliot, we're about to play sevens. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Steve is ready. Steve answers the song. And we're doing 90s music. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Uh, uh, mm, is there a Crash song? Crash Test Dummies. Yes. Nice. Uh, uh, a boy band. Not, uh, not the Hanson. Backstreet Boys. The other one. A boy band. Uh, uh, NSYNC. Yes. Uh, are there a, a big band swing sort of thing uh, from Boston? Voodoo Daddy? No, another one. Uh, give me another. One. I can't name any of those. From Boston? I think uh, next one. Okay. Uh, I, this like electronica uh, music. Uh, three letters. Electronica music. Three letters. Yeah. Uh, I think they do. Electronic. Yeah, we missed it. Uh, this guy had a play on Broadway and he had a hit in the mid '90s. 
Um, I can't pull his song, but he had a huge hit. Next one. Uh, <laughs> a female country singer, very uh, very sexy, Mutt Lang producer. Shania Twain? Yes. Uh, TLC's big hit. Waterfalls. Yes. All right. That, that was wasn't atrocious. Finished strong. Mm-hmm. What was... Wait, okay. Okay, I could be... Go through the ones you missed, because... All right, I could be wrong. About, a show on Broadway. All right, hang on. Let's go in order, though. Okay. okay. Uh, this was a one of those big band swing. Uh, that's the Mighty Buddy Boston. Mighty Mighty Boston. Are they from oh, Boston? Was, they are. That's more like ska, though, right? Sort big yeah. Band. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But also, you said Boston. I don't know if that would be considered a foul. I don't think it would. Yeah. No. Boston. Boston. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Um, all right, then. Um, I think it's electronica music, three letters. Oh, he got it. EMF. EMF. Got it. Yeah, you got it too late. Uh, but we got it too late. And then, uh, then the one that, yeah, the one remaining is he had a show on Broadway that was very, it did very well, but I couldn't pull, to pull it and he had a huge hit in the 90s. For just one hit? He was a one hit wonder? Yeah, let me see if I can pull up the song and then maybe that'll help you. I don't, is it Ricky Martin or something? No, I know, no, I know Rick Martin. <laughs> show on Broadway? Who had a show yeah, on yeah. Broadway? Was the show in the 90s? Uh, what are you yelling, Gary? Uh, no, no, I'm you know not, this is? no, no. I'm just saying oh. I, I, that makes it difficult trying to figure out who was a one-hit wonder who also had a show on Broadway. Was the show more recent or was it back then? Uh, it was. It was more recent. Oh, okay. And was was it was it like about this person or he just happened to star in it? I believe he wrote it. Okay, so one-hit wonder who also had. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it Duncan Sheik? It's Duncan Sheik. Yeah. He wrote oh. Spring Awakening. He wrote Spring Awakening. Yeah. Spring Awakening. That's what. Okay, yeah. thank you. Oh, okay. That's a tough one. What was yeah. his big hit? I have no idea. Uh, barely breathing. Oh, right. I am barely breathing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Air. yeah uh, that would never have pulled that. So there you go. So uh, so ten. That's not ten. a bad showing. Pretty Steve. good. Yeah. But uh, now you'll do it with Matt, and and you'll knock it out of the park. Okay. I don't know. Same category, I assume. If you if you. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Because uh, I'm more of a '90s person, but uh, I also have some some blind spots in the '90s. Mm. Yeah, like Duncan Sheik. Like, like Duncan Sheik would be one. That's a great example. <laughs> yeah, but if I yeah. would have pulled that, uh, would that have helped? You, you said you still would. If you said it. barely breathing, maybe I would have gone out. I, I wouldn't. If know, you had yeah. said Spring Awakening, yeah, or I, yeah. I don't know if I'd pull his name though. I don't know. That's tough. And I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to pull any of that stuff. I would have said donuts and somehow get you to Sheik. It's <laughs> good. If it, What's that? He's good. Yeah. If, if that helps. Yeah, that helps. That would have been a great clue. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garen says he's good. Uh, all right, here we go. Oh, they're a classic rap, rap group from the 80s. Uh, Jam Run After DMC? J. Yeah, I don't know why that's. Oh, Vanilla Ice's big hit. One hit. Uh, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Um, Madonna, she was going like this. With Vogue. Her. Yep. Um, Sir Mix-a-Lot's big. Baby Got Back. Yep. Uh, okay, these guys are kind of heavy. They, there's a lot. There's three guys in the band. They play Metallica? bass. No, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, this is uh, the Mamas and the Papas' children. Wilson Phillips. Yes, uh, this is an R&B singer. Very sexy. Uh, he wore his shirt off a lot. Very uh, muscular man. Oh, D'Angelo, right? D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Yes. Can I guess the one? Yeah. Don't show it to me. Uh, you, you, I don't know what to say for this. Three wait, guys with wait, bass. Wait, is, you, is it corn? No. Is it Los Lobos? No. <laughs> no, you said it. No, he said it was heavy. It's kind of, oh, heavy. kind of like not new metal, but just kind of. Uh, I don't know how to describe their music. Honestly, uh, I knew it's no. It was three guys, and the bass player was a big Primus. Part of it. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. Yes. Damn it. Primus. And damn then it, damn it, damn D'Angelo. It. What's so funny? Before we started, I almost said I have some blind spots in '90s, like D'Angelo. <laughs> but the, what's the score? 18? 19. Oh, 19. The Hardcastle. Yeah. Did pretty good. Did great. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. yeah they got, did great on the 
Ice Ice Baby Vogue and Baby Got Back. We, yeah. got, we got four Sweet. and five points on those. So That's that a good, good showing, Steve. Yeah. All right, Steve Burns, strong first appearance on the program. Thank you. Someone's got to answer me uh, this question. Oh. Why is Run DMC in the 90s music category? They yeah. had like one hit in the 90s. I maybe? would not have put him in the 90s. Yeah. So, uh, but I think you guys it's handled a, yourselves very well. It's a mistake. Even there, was with a, that. there was a gen in chemistry here. I, I don't know. It's 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 pretty equal. But I got to tell you, as much mojo as I feel, I I my strongest connection is right here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play with Garen? After the show, yeah. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> uh, we look for it on YouTube. It's called uh, Always Amazing. Always Amazing about the about the great, amazing Jonathan and uh, Steve. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys so much. I. I I, you know, look, I, I've known you for years, seen you always at the improv, and I, I think the world of you. I thank you for having me oh, on. It's, truly. It's thank my you. honor. I, it's Fuck Eric Cannon. I have the pop culture. That's Garen Cocker. There's the councilman behind Video Village. That's Elliot Hoper, the honcho. Matt Belknap, our friend Steve Byrne. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, go on, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>